and now we are live and this is xbox ultimate podcast episode 105 yes thank you episode 105 thank you everybody for tuning into the show i appreciate each and every one of you as always if you like the show assholes (laughs) yeah thanks assholes assholes. i appreciate all you assholes (laughs) for joining the show uh as, as always but if you like this show, if you like this kind of content, hey, remember to hit that like button, share, and subscribe. Also, check out the show on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, and more. I always forget to mention that, that we are an audio platform. So if you uh, don't get a chance to uh, catch us live, you can have that avenue to listen as well. Um, and uh, we are going to have a lot of fun today. Pong is, as always, usually late here because he works long nights on Friday. And uh, But guess what? Three bits back. So we got that. So it's going to be absolutely awesome. Psycho is... I think traveling right now, um, not hundred percent, but I think so. Um, but also a little under the weather, so hope you're feeling better, bro. Uh, but hey, guys, guess who bailed us out as an awesome guest? And I was le- happy to see you you uh, in the DMs there because I reached out as like anybody out there like wants to hop on tonight, and you are one of uh, the awesome people in the community and a great podcaster as well. And I was had a, having a conversation that I'm a little bit jealous of you. Um, this past week because you had an amazing show and an amazing guest on there um and we'll talk a little bit about that but also i wanted to say welcome to this is your second time on this show i believe um and uh what's up sour blow gaming dude how's it going man yes yes thank you very much for um actually having me here and uh last week uh we did have danny Pena, which an amazing guest and you know i'm very excited to be here uh, i see the topics actually halo infinite forge which i'm super excited for nice. what's coming what's coming so yeah excited to to be here yeah right and on hi to the panel <laughs> yeah and you have a uh, xbox international podcast over there with with crazy louie and, and brian and uh, awesome group of people so um yeah it's awesome to get danny on, on there because again like one of the first podcasts i ever listened to that was Gamertag Radio. I listened to it back on the Zune when you had to download it, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. You know, that's kind of like gaming podcast royalty right there that you got on your show. Um, so that that's that's great, dude. I'm a little jealous, like I said. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully we can help you uh, in the future. Uh, hopefully. Now, at this point, yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it's Screw you, Danny. You, you know what I mean? That. If you don't want to come oh, to our show. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, salty. No, I'm a little, awesome. little salty, you know. Uh, big fan. But fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. No, that's He's awesome. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's just busy right now. I, I, I'm, it's awesome that you had him on your show, though. Uh, that That is great, man. But also, hey, like I said, guys, uh, we're going to have fun. We got... Uh, a stack panel here. We'll see how long we can keep Kate around this week. Uh, the lovely first in my heart wife, Caitlin. What's up, baby? And uh, a TikTok star, maybe? No? I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, yesterday, I hit 15K. And I haven't even checked it in a little bit. But now I'm at 16.4K. So... There's too it's, much views to keep up with now. It's it's, it's happening, guys. It's I don't happening. think that's is that views or is that followers or whatever. That's followers. followers yeah. yeah. So she had a she posted a video yesterday and it's already like over 100k or something. 153.1 for, for a Halloween cake, and it's an awesome one. So check check it so out. Oh, I know that most people here and in the chat 
could give two shits about the kind of content <laughs> I post. But we all like food, babe. That's one thing you'll have. Send uh, your wives, your girlfriends, your sisters, your, your whoever my way. Yeah. At Caitlin underscore fancy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I get to eat that yes. cake also. So see, the problem here is I think Caitlin needs to do like a crossover event to boost our numbers because she's she's more yeah. than all of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is growing like crazy fast over there. So super proud of you, babe, for for, for you, all man. of that. Um, and then we got a guy that's also just out there doing amazing things and the amazingly talented three bit who graced us with his presence this week. Um, we're lucky to have you uh, here because you're so uh, busy all the time doing amazing things. Um, but how's it going three bit? Hello, good to be here. There's a lot of exciting topics to get through today and did not get to talk about a couple of them, like Jim crying. Yeah, yet. we're going to get so, to that. That's on the list. We got a lot to talk about today, dude. So yeah, you'll get to get your salt it. out there, you know. Um, Yay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last episode I was on was was, was uh, Ultimate uh, episode 100. So, mm-hmm. uh, which for those who did not That's get right. to watch, please do got to see the family in person. Yeah, always five weeks to get back home. Yeah, it took five weeks. <laughs> five weeks. He walked. He walked home to Georgia. Everybody, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm finally back. Finally yeah. back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. The last time you were on the show, you were sitting in this chair. Yeah. Well, he was on the FSP, but that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. true. But people just exclusively watch Ultimate. I guess I walked home. Yeah. Yeah, you did walk home. Um, we have the always fuzzy one, Fuzzy Belvedere himself. What up, Fuzz? Hey, what's up, everyone? Glad to be here. Man, <laughs> just so much stuff going on on Twitter and in gaming news. And ooh, Halo, is uh, it's got some exciting stuff coming. So, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to get into that discussion. Some finally official stuff to look at and watch from Halo, from Forge. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the Jim Ryan stuff. We're going to get into the Disney Marvel thing they had today. We're going to get into Ubisoft Forward tomorrow um and also the xbox has got an elite controller that they just announced we're going to kind of cover the bases on all those different things um jasper what is up dude you actually got to watch that uh thing with me today uh did you enjoy that at all uh there was a few little games in there that were okay that i'm excited to play uh that i'm going to play so yeah it was all right and and how are you uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> today he's tired uh, that's yeah, for sure tired. he got three hours of sleep so he's uh we'll see if he starts snoring in the middle of the show we'll try and no, keep it entertaining right. enough for him uh but appreciate everybody in the chat i see slow-mo hanging out there what's up slow-mo shane talos ray alvin tony grasso def leopard how's it going guys calorie as well got to play some halo with with calorie uh, i was actually um almost as sweaty as jasper there uh as well so uh, back from the dead what up um i think it said hello to def leopard everybody thanks for joining into the show let's get into some of these things now several you mentioned the halo infinite forge right and yes. you had actually got a chance to uh, check that out today you were extremely impressed by what you saw it seems like yes yes i i actually was um i was super impressed at how easy it looks like to to build stuff and yeah. you know i've seen a lot of things that the the community has built so i'm i'm actually pretty excited to jump into this um i i actually study architecture so i i love oh, yeah. um all the you know playing around building designing and stuff so i'm, I'm looking for it and I, I never jumped into fortune before 
because um i got into halo uh, well i got actually into xbox only like two three years ago mm-hmm. but I- i'm really looking forward it looks pretty interesting so uh, have you any of you guys jumped before in the past into forge and what do you guys yeah i used to kind of make like maps just back in the day for like friends and stuff and uh halo 3 I, I never really messed around with it too much in reach mostly we just kind of made like party game maps and stuff like okay. that just to mess around and play fun not like serious like competitive maps or anything just stuff to like goof around with mm-hmm. yeah and i made a map that got stolen and i'm always going to be salty about it <laughs> is it a popular I, map or yeah it became popular there's this haunted mansion where I, I had a bunch of traps inside of it and you like you jump at the top of the roof and then you sort of like try to get to the very bottom without like um w- like basically surviving it's like traps inside of the place and then yeah. someone stole it and then claimed it was there well that's that, that's kind of interesting because the the new way that they're doing forge i think it's going to kind of promote a lot of that kind of content yeah. you can take because there's a thing that they're saying where if you combine like a bunch of different objects to make say like a car that's not in the game they said uh, you can save that object and then share it out, and anyone can take that object and put it in their map now. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and each each Halo had really like the the Forge progressed uh, pretty well in in um, each Halo game. Like Halo Three, if you wanted objects to float, you had to put an object um, beneath it, and and then you put the object on top, and then you delete the <laughs> the object underneath it so it could just stay there it was it was fun to figure out a, a lot of maps because when, when uh the creativity of people when when they did figure <laughs> out some of these stuff it was, it was really cool but um over time i would I'd say that the forge has gotten better and better and, and this time it's even it, the the amount of content we can make with this forge is probably is, is the best so far I yeah. would say so. Yeah. What well, one thing um I saw very interesting that it lets you play with um kind of like the certain like commands, kind of like so you can create your own style of gameplay. I used to play a lot of Warcraft 3 and in the world creator mode, you know, they gave you a lot of choices and you see people create all kinds of games there. So I think this is gonna really help Forge um, you know elevate and, and create so many different styles of gameplay because there's so many possibilities yeah it's uh you can create your own scripts and a script is like pretty much just like you're tying a command to a certain object so like say you go up to like a a button and you hit it then like something else will pop out maybe across the map so you create a script it's just it's just a command yeah. that says hey this object needs to move or shoot something out or do something like that so you can start doing crazy stuff like that and the more detail the more time people get their hands on it they'll start creating entirely new game modes and maybe even like break the camera out make it top down make an rts inside halo forge like there's going to be so much crazy stuff yeah. that eventually you won't even be able to recognize it as halo inside halo mm-hmm. it addresses a lot of my issues that i had with forge in the past actually because i love map editors right i used to um make a lot of maps but i didn't make them in halo i used to make them in far cry as Far Cry 1 and uh, Far Cry 2 had the most insane map editor on consoles. Uh, where you could deform the terrain, and Far Cry 2, you could even make tunnels and, and stuff. And you could snap objects and do all that stuff back then, right? And I spent a lot of time making maps on that. And when Forge came out, where everybody was super excited because Forge was coming out, I found it at first really limiting. 
because it was hard to get into it because I, I couldn't really change the ground or the environment that I was in. Instead, it was just moving objects around and, and kind of snapping them and stuff. And, and a lot of the objects didn't really look that detailed or great in the first place. So I felt like I was making these smooth, smooth out map things, right. That didn't have any detail. And I was like, this is kind of, this is cool to make things, but it, it didn't really give me the same level of freedom that I had making those far cry maps. And Kate remembers the far cry maps that I used to make all the time. I mean, like I would spend I think everyone here does you bring it up. I know I do. Cause I, I freaking <laughs> loved it. I did. I mean, like, I, just I, I think honestly, you probably didn't have enough time with Halo three forge. Cause like if you started like breaking down, like some stuff you could do, you could fuse objects inside each other to add a second layer of detail. And then if you wanted to add like terrain to it, you take the golf, you take the golf uh, cup, put that under the map so you create like a little gas grass hill and stuff like you could do some crazy stuff with yeah it. but all of it required but, objects right which was like yeah. different than far cry where you just started with ground and you could yeah. make but the ground go under out? and out that was on the original xbox no the forge that came out with halo forge. 3 halo 3 yeah. yeah and when was that 360 yeah yeah when? what year 2007 mm-hmm. okay so I, I did I love I liked what they were doing with Forge. I just felt like I had already had a better experience, you know, with a map editor well, on a console. Patience anymore for that kind of. Well, that's true. I used to spend hours and hours, and I made all these bad badass like maps and like and stuff, and we'd play all these custom games. But here's where I like this, okay? Because of the object scaling, you can make pretty much your own terrain now, like out of default because if you choose like the blank terrain he was showing like okay well this is a little dirt mound as an object but they scaled it out and made it into a mountain right now in my mind i'm already thinking like okay i take that and then like i'll take another one and then i merge them into each other now i have like different levels and layers and i can create more diverse terrain and stuff and now i'm getting to the point where i am making my own ground levels to work with so that gives me more freedom with how i build the level out altogether um and then on top of that now with how they are doing it you can add more detail to the environment as well they actually had uh, showcased a map from somebody from xbox era sicomenico um and the cyberpunk yeah it was a cyberpunk yeah. style uh like odst theme map a little bit and it was absolutely highly detailed because he took one layer of something like one object that had detail on it and he merged it into another one just to get that facing there right that's what i was talking about for like yeah. Halo three but and that's cool but even like on halo 5 most of like the halo the forge maps had no detail on them whatsoever yeah, it just like halo 5 was all gray it was all just smooth objects and stuff man it was like halo 3 was pretty cool and you could do some cool stuff but even then it like i don't know this really gives me that freedom I feel like to make whatever the hell I want. Right. Yeah. And before I didn't feel like I had the freedom. I feel like I had a template and I could put stuff within that template and, and do things. This makes me feel like I can create my, my, I can have a vision in my head and they are now giving me the tools to be able to make that vision become a reality. Right. And that's what the most exciting thing is to me. And after watching their breakdown today, this will be the first forge I am going to spend time in uh, and actually invest making some maps because I'm going to I already have ideas. I was watching that event today and I already have ideas of stuff that I want to make. And Are you going to make any like on stream? I could try that. I got to get familiar with the forge details. Like I again, I was really more familiar with the Far Cry stuff back then. 
And I had that down. I could work that stuff really fast. But all it takes is messing with it for a certain amount of time. You can start to get it. But the way they're doing things now, it seems like they put a lot of ease of use and like user functionality with it to make it more simple to pick it up. Uh, but it also seems really deep and in depth to let your creative things go. And it, for example, the one from uh, uh, John from Xbox Era was like he had put a little dirt mound inside of a trash can. Then he put the flame effect. So it made it look like there was dirt in or grass in the trash can that was burning, right? And like little little things like that. So where you have a vision and it's even though the tools aren't necessarily in there, you can create your own. You know what I mean? Right. And that's like where it comes in. Now you add on the component of being able to share stuff with friends and other creators out there and other people that are making maps. And you where the they I think they call it like game fab or create fab or something like that. I can't remember how it was, but where you share your grouped objects. Now you start sharing stuff with the community. And everything, and it's like you have this pool of objects that's going to become available, right, for the masses to where it's like going to multiply upon itself exponentially to where even the objects that are available right away in the game are going to be expanded upon like crazy from the community. So we're going to see some amazing creations with this over the coming years in Halo Infinite, and it's going to completely change the game, in my opinion. Is it all free? Yes, yes, yeah, all part of the free to play. There's no like premium objects or anything. <laughs> no. no, don't give them ideas. <laughs> no, and, and, and they will re- they will update this over time too, where they're going to keep coming out with more objects as well, with like they had before in, in Forge mode in, in the past. So, um, even this, I imagine they're going to give new templates and new things down down the line at some point, right? New textures. It was, yeah, it was really cool because some of the. Uh, some of the walls that they, they I remember showing um, where it was like a curved asset and then they were made, they were able to make it like straight. So yeah, the, the amount of detail in this forge is, is definitely insane. Yeah. There, there was a lot of limitations with the previous forge, uh, but that made it so players got really creative, like kind of what Jasper was, was hinting to. Um, like if you want to fuse objects in the past i'm pretty sure you you would have to mess with like the spawn time of the object and then they like, yeah. sort of go <laughs> inside of each other you had to do um, so many back end like ways to like trick the game into doing that so i'm hoping now that it's just kind of built in and i hope this i don't have a bad habit like i did that for so many years in halo 3 i hope i didn't develop a bad habit of like <laughs> okay i gotta set this to 30 second delay put the object in the same place and then fucking set it to phase and then just you know it's yeah like, like all that now you just do it yeah, which is, yeah it's crazy like you can duplicate objects you, you make and um instead of just making it all from scratch like little things that are mm-hmm. pretty much what you do in game engines like it, it it's very yeah. fascinating um, that they were able to do that for sure and it's going to be a uh this is like positive news for halo that a lot of people wanted to see and needed to see honestly so uh, i'm glad uh, yeah that's some really cool stuff and, and i got to give 343 credit for this whereas people are like oh you're just, the community is going to fix this game now we're going to do what 343 can i agree with that this is going to allow us to do what 343 can't we get in content into the game however i got to give them credit for going this far with forge right going this far to put those tools into the community's hands. So there's credit there due to 343 with this. And it's for me, this is going to be worth the wait, right? Forge, the Forge team has been doing magic there, it looks like. And, and the feedback, I because people that have been doing things beside the behind the scenes on the insider thing, I got like feedback from them that this thing is absolutely incredible. And we're only scratching the surface 
of what it's actually capable of. Uh, but they can't go into details, obviously, because it's all under, you know, um, NDA and all that kind of stuff. Um, fuzzy. Hey, dude. Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. Did you have a chance to watch the uh, sh- the Forge thing today? Only like the basically some of the screenshots and stuff, but just seeing some of the stuff that people were making prior to them going into depth on this from everything from like SpongeBob world to <laughs> like Stranger Things to I mean, just the the amount of different customization that you can do like this would be a dream for something like Forza Horizon, which you have like where you can build your own tracks and things like that. This takes it to a whole new level where you can, you know, tweak everything from the, the most granular things like the trees, the grass, like building, like you said, mount or mounds into mountains or mountain ranges and things like that. It, I, I, I'm just going to play around with it just to see what I can build. <laughs> like I was talking to, uh, with Pong and PTK earlier in the DMS about like, you know, there's a lot of tools out there as far as for like those that want to build their own game, like with Unreal and stuff like that. And I might just play around with this to kind of get a rough idea of just like for certain maps or certain like scenes and things like that on on building it. Like that's what I mainly use like um, for like, what is it? Not Sims, but yeah, actually like Sims 4, I use that almost like an architect uh, design tool for for like, all right, my next house, I want it to be like this and, <laughs> you know, build it there. And now you can basically build anything in Forge, even if it's just to, you know, build like a, a almost like elevator action, the, the old arcade game built into like basically Halo. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see all the, the different like, detailed things that you can make or or create once those things are made and being able to share them man i i can only imagine this this is going to be like unreal engine on a miniature scale i guess you could say to some extent we kind of we kind of got an interesting look into how their engine actually works too in this interview i don't a lot of people may not pick it up but they said that uh they were able to increase their object budget so much because they're a lot of the objects now are static so it's remitted as mm-hmm. it's rendered as geometry instead of a dynamic thing where the computer mm-hmm. always has to read it as an object that will interact with stuff so now a lot of objects are static so that's how they're able to increase their budget so much right so, so they can do yeah. making these objects the, is, yeah it's like the kind scalability of like, between mm-hmm. consoles is there and if you, you if you make a, a one object giant it still only counts as one object yeah, yeah. which is insane right so uh, they had like the Giga Grunt on there, which is like a giant monster grunt, and it and you could even change like the detail on his armor, right? Like the and stuff they like made that. It sheet metal, yeah. yeah. It was crazy, like the amount of customization we're going to be able to get with this thing. So, uh, the most exciting thing for me though is beyond even the craziness that we're going to see come from this, because we're going to see a lot of crazy shit, right? We're going to see a lot of crazy shit. We're going to see like changes of the weapons, the way the weapons work. We're going to see new game modes come out of this. We're going to see everything under the sun. But for me, the most exciting thing is, is seeing the fact that we can have a forge made map look like a in game developed map from the developers themselves. Right. And maybe sometimes even better off that cyberpunk map. Like I just wanted to play on that. Yeah. And and that's from somebody we all know in the community, right? Like it's one of the hosts of Xbox era podcast. He, you know, like uh, that's, Somebody you go watch the show just like is a gamer. He got put on the the uh, um, the forge like consultant team, whatever they call that. Right. So um, which is awesome to see that 
somebody that we can actually hear talk about games of the Halo fan that is actually working on that. And that's something that he was able to produce. Right. And they actually alluded to the fact that it didn't take them that long to make that map um, as well. So the level of detail we can get with this compared to what we saw with Halo five, like I don't mind forge maps if they look like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's going to be insane because we're going to get the cream of the crop is going to get put to the surface, you know? And, uh, the, the, that's the key things that we're going to have here is like, how's the filtering going to go? How are people going to be able to rank these things? How is it going to get shared throughout the community to where, to where it's easier to find the best of the best? You know what I mean? Um, and the custom game browser and stuff that that's coming in November. I wish that, I mean, in March, I wish that was going to be in November. However, um, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of community awareness around the stuff that's going on with the forge maps that are out there. And we're going to be able to discover these for ourselves, at least even if we can only access them with custom games. So yeah, well just because there's no game browser doesn't mean we can't find them. There might right. be a file share. That's if they don't they have a file it. share, then well, it's we know a there's a file share system because you can share one object with somebody else. Yeah. But right? so you got to be able to launch a forge. That's the, question. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, that needs to be there because that's going to take it to the next level. And immediately, it was cut within within at least custom games. It's going to fix content problem. The next step is for them to implement a way to make community created forge maps a part of matchmaking with a with a custom playlist where they seek out the best of the best and they put it out in a playlist and let the communities play in these yeah, random maps and then we can download them if we like them after the fact, right? Yeah. That would be the best way I mean, to handle it. That's that's probably the best way to handle it. Like a oh, that's BO, way reached it. BOTB yeah. playlist of some of the best uh, maps. Yeah, I, I did. I do want to hear like what you guys wanted to create when the forge comes out, because uh, Mav, you said you had some ideas. I, I've always had the idea of making a Spider-Man game mode like a race. <laughs> well, with like, grapple shots, uses grapple shots, <laughs> and they like race <laughs> across like New York or something like that. Like that's what I want to create. Yeah. Um, Wondering about you guys, what what do you want to create when Forge comes out? Uh, I definitely, I want to go back to some classic Halo Three Forge games. Like there was one that uh, I didn't make the map in Halo Three originally, but uh, I kind of I'm remade it in MCC. It's called Drag Race, where you start. It's like a starting gate, like you would put like horses in, but it's all mongooses and it's teams of two. There's a driver and then a guy on the back. Whoever has the best gun, like a rocket or a brute shot, will get on the back. And you just go down a track, and the rocket or brute shot guy, who whatever good weapon he has, tries to blow the other mongooses away, and it's first to the finish line. It's called drag race. So, hey, that's cool. <laughs> um, I wonder how long it would take to make something like a Halo Wars three or like an RTS style. Like, is that even going? I don't. To I don't know if you can change the view like of the camera oh there'll, uh, there'll be some way to do it eventually you think so yeah 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 they'll probably sure. find a way it's like trials trials hd like it was a motorbike game and people mm-hmm. made like third person shooters in that eventually so it's like <laughs> if, if you can start seeing like hey like third person halo come out of this that will be an insane thing in, in and of itself right give it like a year or two when people yeah. really get the forge down like you'll see some crazy shit so for for me um, I'm going to go and try and recreate something we did back in the Far Cry days. I know I'm talking about Far Cry, then, right? Because it had these tools where you could make the custom game modes and stuff. And uh, there was one mode where basically like in Far Cry Instincts, you had predators, right? So they were like stronger and they could kill you with like one 
one or two hits. You know, they had claws and they could jump really high and they're really fast, right? And then the other people, the other team, right? It was just like regular dudes with guns, right? And um, so the, there was like two predators and they're trying to infiltrate a base and kill all of the humans, right? So we would build these maps and we would have like a castle-like structure with like turrets and 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 like uh, rockets and and everything possibly into the sun, but we gave the predators like a lot of health, you know, made them like really fast. So the predators would spawn really far away, and their their objective was to rush in to the castle-like area and try and kill all the humans. And if the humans all died, you lose as a humans, right? But if you kill a predator, then you get a respawn, right? So it, the object of the humans was to survive like 15 minutes or something like that. And if you survived as a team, you won. So my goal is to recreate that mode because it was one of the most fun times we ever had playing games, even though it was a custom creation. We had a blast. It kind of became like a phenomenon in and of itself within the Far Cry community back then. And I want to make a map that's like one of kind of almost like a recreation of one of the ones I'd make back then where I kind of made it like dark and really spooky and eerie with like all these trees and kind of like an icy level, right? So it's kind of like imagine like smoke hazy fog effects with like trees and it's dark at night you have moon glow and the and the predators running through the trees which i could imagine making like a bigger spartan i don't know if we'll get elites to use but um if we don't i would make like a spartans a little bit bigger and juice them up have them run in with like swords or brute hammers or some shit right and then just have a fucking all-out arsenal for the other team i wish they brought elites back and and i kind of played a variant of that in Far Cry 2 like except in Far Cry 2 it was like the survivors were like it was mostly like a jungle map and like the survivors kind of like hid in the jungle or like try to find a cave or something to hide in and were hunted by predators right so, there's different versions yeah. like there's all these things and it, we would trick pretty it. much the predator movie but with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> right that's what that's what the whole thing yeah. is like in the way we did it because the, there was a game mode where your objective was to like arm like a uh, a generator and if you could yeah. arm it and it go off then you would win but what we do is we just put the generator like way up in the sky so it was impossible yeah. to so that made the time limit the the objective right so um if i could figure out a way to i don't know if they're going to give the tools for gameplay wise to make it all happen but regardless That's i want where the scripts come in i know and somehow i want to <laughs> recreate that feeling that that game mode had uh, because I've never experienced that in another game since then and i really want it like so that's going to be my number one goal we should all just go play Far Cry 2 then. Yeah, <laughs> we could. I, I don't I don't even remember Far Cry 2. I could recreate the exact same thing. I think it may have had to be Far Cry Instincts. But, no, I mean, we could oh, actually do that, like get a custom game going on Far Cry Instincts, and I could make that mode, and we could all try <laughs> it, you know. Uh, but I don't know how many people out there own that game anymore, you know. But it is, it is back in Pat, so we'll see. I don't know if the servers are even up for that, to be honest. You know what? Maybe it's a 360 it game, uh... so... If it's on PC, maybe they got the servers you like someone can yeah. make. I don't know. I know my maps are gone. I can't download my maps anymore or anything like that. So oh, it, sucks. it sucks. Yeah. There's also Run Over the Stripper. That was a good Halo 3 map. Run Over the Stripper? <laughs> yeah. That's Kate. That sounds like GTA. That's well, like yeah, it's GTA. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a, uh, there was a, uh, it was pretty much an infection game mode, but the infection started with a bunch of vehicles, like any vehicle they want. Ghosts, warthogs were all there in a base, and there was a cannon man, so that you could the humans couldn't get into the zombie base. And the objective was the zombies would come out of the base and try to run over the humans and kill them. So it was run over the stripper. 
Right on. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, it's infect. I call it infection, also too. <laughs> and then there's there's Fat Man. Like yeah, I'm, I'm excited man. for that. Blow Batman's a bridge. classic. Yeah, love the bridge. Um, imagine Jane what these power. guys are gonna do with the grapple shot and all this stuff now, though, right? Like, and all these uh, Spartan abilities and how they're gonna customize those. Like, it's, it's, gonna, be insane. it's gonna be nuts. There's also Ghost Ghostbusters on Ghost Town. I think it was called. Mm. That was a fun one. Oh, with the Sentinel beams and stuff. You know? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was a bunch of invisible people that could run really fast with plasma pistols, and there was one human that had to punch the, the ghost in the back, and the ghost would just like fuck mm. with the human a bunch. I wonder. We if... played one custom mode once where everyone was like invisible. Mm. Oh and yeah, they were like all swords or something. It was crazy. That was crazy. on Halo Five. We we <laughs> yeah. did that. I've I I like stumbled upon that on accident, just messing with all the options. But that was like a really fun game. Everybody was invisible. And everybody had like I think snipers and swords. There was Halo yeah. on Halo. That was a fun one too. Wait, why would you have snipers if everyone's invisible? Because like you could go and like scope out and see far away try and like while you're you know uh sitting there you know um see little glimmers of light yeah try and look for any movement you know yeah. stuff like that um it ended up being like binoculars and swords right it ended up being pretty pretty sweet but um well guys um yeah, did you have any back down memory lane. yeah did you have any uh, ideas for uh, something you want to make sour blow in in uh forge well, um, for for those of you that have already played around with Forge, are you able to import like audio and stuff like that? Or mm, no, that's not an option. No, uh, probably no. Most of the audio just came from the game. You might be able to have like audio, f- like kind of like how you it's do like particle effects, noises. like fire and stuff. Like there may be audio boxes like that you can put out just to, to have like ambient noise in this one, but there hasn't been in the past. So I'm not too sure. Okay, because right. I was going to say, you know, I got the perfect person. I got Silent Cypher. I could have made, uh, you know, got him to make some Master Chief audio and, you know, try yeah. to make like a mini story or something like that. That would have been cool. Mm. Yeah, that would be cool to do actually like, I wonder if you could like do like theme levels where you actually progress through level. You know what I mean? What using yeah. the scripts and stuff now. Um, yeah. I bet you could do that. If you do the Ghostbusters thing, Jasper, maybe you could do the like, creepy like mansion like three bit was talking about making a mansion and like you go through the mansion and then you have four players with sentinel beans trying to take out the a flying grunt that looks like slimer okay. <laughs> and then and he's got awesome. a plasma pistol and he can like shoot at you or you get slimed you know i can imagine yeah, cool. yeah. um people can, people can make story based games i'm sure with the scripts yeah yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, gonna definitely. be cool it reminds me of like sack sack boy like the the tools how deep that was right um a little big planet you know uh how they're gonna give first got it (laughs) (laughs) they gave them a lot of scripting options basically right and and a lot of things where you could kind of make your own games within there um but guys also hey moving on from that um some other exciting for some xbox news uh we got a new elite controller announcement um now this is I'd not. I'd probably the... make like a theme park or something, maybe. Oh, sorry, babe, I didn't ask you. <laughs> yeah, what would you make? What would you make? I was thinking like a carnival kind of thing or something. I don't know. Carnival? I wouldn't really okay. probably worry too much about something that could be actually playable. Just something that would be cool, you like know? a creepy carnival. Just something like to explore. Maybe. Yeah, that could be really cool. Actually, like a big Ferris wheel in the middle. Yeah, of the- just no clowns, please. No creepy clowns. 
Well, I mean, if it's going to be creepy, then you have to have some clowns. If you make it, you could share that object and then someone can maybe make it move for you or something like that, too. So, yeah. Like a can moving you, Paris? You can't make custom, like, characters, right? Um, you Someone's... can put up objects together. Because it'd be so yeah. cool to make, like, one with, like, you know, like, Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger <laughs> and, you could like, make, hiding like... in different spots around the map. Yeah, like people made the Toy Story characters, for example. So I'm sure with enough objects, you can have like yeah. a Michael Myers sort of just follow, yeah. you, mm-hmm. follow you around. I'm sure that's possible. If they could get to the point to where somehow, like, let's say it's, you take like 5,000 objects to make one ridiculous structure or building. If they could make it to where that could be snapped into becoming one object. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would change things yeah. infinitely because all you need actually is the surface terrain uh, of that object. All the internals and all the shit that's combined could like disappear and you just get it around the, uh, if they could, inv- Hey, three, four, three, if you're listening, right. If do you, you could, want this to come out this year, uh, they can do this at <laughs> later. This is for a- adding on later. If you could this take our created objects, right. Let's say I take like 5,000 objects to make that at, at right on star Wars. Right. And it looks amazing, right? Now, let's say we don't need all the all of the object stuff that was used to make it. We only need the outside, and that it created a new object. Why don't we just snap the image of that three D image there and create it as a new object to be able to share? So that way, it's only one. It's only allocating one resource now instead of like five thousand. If that yeah. ever became a possibility, that the possibilities for this are completely endless, right? I, I was learning uh, Unity, and, and that's something that you can do. Right. And and that really helps you um, liberate, like, a lot of resources. So that, that's pretty useful. If they can do that, that will be... Yeah. It would be, like, yeah. freeing the creators of resource, any any issues with resources, right? Because you could then point, take the entire map of, of just the structure of the map and actually snap it, and it's just, like, an object. Right, like at that yeah. point. So anyway, I don't know, especially with scalability, right? Can I ask you guys uh, something real quick? Um, now that you know we're talking about the whole uh, Halo Forge, mm-hmm. looking at this, this reminds me a lot, like kind of like Roblox, where you kind of yeah like, Fortnite creative and, also, yeah, yeah, like they go in and create their own games. Could this be what really pulls in like? other players that are not halo fans into the franchise and then you know that can make it you know be as big as they wanted it to be initially i think it will definitely bring some people like uh um i i think 343's focus on competitive play can push some social like some uh casual players away but it's 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 I, I think I think so, yeah. I think once there's enough game modes out for people and they see how fun it is and people start seeing clips of people swinging around <laughs> Spider-Man and then yeah. see yeah. Toy Story and it's like shared on TikTok and I, I think that will bring a, a wave of new players. I don't know how much I think a lot of players are just waiting for content for Halo right now. Um, this will be that for sure um 
See, I, yeah. I, I look at it I like just, Jasper. I, go, you go first because I'm going to destroy just, both of your your what you're about I to just, say. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I just kind of look at it as like if you look at Fortnite, you compare it to Fortnite. Fortnite brought people in with the battle royale and it kept them with the map editors and the tools that they've added. Whereas this, Halo hasn't brought anyone in, so <laughs> I don't know if the, this is just a tool to keep people, not bring them in. I feel like I don't know. All right. Oh. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Because here, let me tell you, you and 3-Bit are an example of bringing people into Halo by sh- crazy shit in the, to begin with, right? Because the, your age group, when y'all started playing Halo a lot, was back in the old days, and Forge and custom <laughs> custom games back then were a huge part of it. And that's why y- your age group specifically talks about all these damn crazy game modes that you used to play, where people like me that played a lot of Halo before, Halo 3... We're more like, um, I don't care about that crazy game modes. I just want the hard the competitive shit, right? But like your y'all's generation in and of itself was a, a huge reason why Halo took that next step with Halo 3, right? And we got all crazy with the Forge and, and making these like stuff like Griff Ball and um, all, the, all these other modes, the ones that y'all talk about, like Fat Man and Run Over the Stripper and all that shit. I don't even know what that is, right? So, okay, so ima- imagine that now, but times a million, right? Because now you, you make the example, right? Uh, Sour Blow of Fortnite and Roblox, and I, I agree, and, and Minecraft is another one out there. Those already have huge user bases, right? But none of those games look anywhere near as good as Halo Infinite does, right? When those clips start getting shared all over social media and streamers start playing these crazy fucking game modes out of nowhere that is made by the community, and you can best believe there will be people streaming and and making content and showing this insane modes and a game that looks as beautiful as Halo Infinite, um, it's going to make people be like, whoa, shit, that's free? Because remember, it's free to play. People can go into these game modes also just like Fortnite and and Roblox and experience them without paying a dime. And there's no barrier to keep them away. So if they see something that's interesting, I feel like you're going to get more people to give it a try. Right. Than, yeah. than, than not. And I feel like it has the chance to make Halo Infinite explode beyond what it's already at by creating that casual, crazy nonsense that's going to make people laugh out their asses and stuff like that when they're watching it and that's what i think it's going to take i i agree with math i think if anything this might uh pull away the some of the hardcores like they might not like this and i think a lot of the casuals are actually gonna you know they're gonna see something some something's gonna catch their attention and it's going to bring a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, they're going to be interested in one or two maps and then they might stay trying other maps. And there's nothing right now like it. I mean, yeah, there's Roblox, Minecraft, like you said, but they don't look lo- nothing like Halo. Well, the, the other aspect, though, is like the best thing about this is the map editor. Like you're going to have the hardcore people making stuff for that, too. So I think it's going to be good for like the people that like the competitive stuff also, right? That, so that's the thing though. Like with these, if like a game mode gets popular, like a, a game comes out that goes viral or whatever, people are going to play that. And once they're bored of it, they're like, they, some people are going to bounce around, but a lot of people are just going to hop out when they're bored of it. Like, I, I feel I just, like you're underestimating the creative talent yeah. that's going to be out there with <laughs> tools like this, right? Uh, Where there's always going to be something different and new. I think you're going to have your new modes made out of this. that are going to catch on and become like a phenomenon. I just don't think people have an attention span to stick around for that long. They'll bounce around too much. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. 
That's why I, I, I'm saying like once the modes are established, because a lot of people have mm-hmm. do have short attention spans, but once people actually make the modes and it's just available to them for download, because some people are not gonna want to mess with Forge. I want to mess with Forge. I'm yeah. sure Jasper wants to, mess, and you want to mess with Forge. But um, like the the casual game when they sit down, then there's like, let me try out these modes. Yeah, they, they're just gonna want it available to them. So I, I would yeah. give it like a few, uh, maybe months or so when we start when the forgers start really learning how these tools work and then when it's available to the actual uh like players and and, and they could just press download and start playing mm-hmm. these games i think that's when you you'll start getting a domino effect of a few players yeah I, I think you'll see the things like among us and halo infinite and things like that too we see that in fortnite we see like that in roblox too so you're going to see like these interesting takes on other genres but I think what's going to do it and it's going to catapult it is when we see a new mode that hasn't been created or done anywhere else that people get addicted to. Right. Well, look at uh, like Far Cry 5, for example. People made like GoldenEye in that. And like it's cool for like a week. It gets a headline in like Kotaku or whatever. People jump in, play it. And then like it's it's dead after that. Like so I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. Like if you compare it to other editors like this where popular game modes come out in these, it only lasts like a week and then no one kind of talks about it anymore. Yeah, I just don't know. Well, from what I've seen before, this forge, it just seems like more powerful than anything we've seen before. You know, like I, I don't know, like with the scripting and the abilities to kind of manipulate things and and stuff. I, I, I personally feel like we're gonna see shit that's never been done before in map editors, right? And we I mean, can't even sure. wrap our like, head around. You're gonna around get it. whole new games around this. That's I've been saying right. this, whole, this whole time. But well, one of those games catch like a battle royale did, right? Like Griffball did on Halo Three, right? Um, that like Halo Three, all of a sudden everybody started playing Griffball instead of freaking actual Halo, and I was like, "What the what the hell is this Griffball thing? I don't even care about it." But like, that's that all was anybody's talking by, about. Uh, Rooster Teeth for Red versus Blue, and they right. did like a tournament thing for that. So it kind of got it had some back end marketing and stuff right. with that too. We'll see, man. I th- it's going to be interesting to see what how this develops, and it could end up like you said, not becoming anything more than than uh, than what we've seen before right with it maybe it won't catch or something but i i just have a feeling man like these tools are going to be in the right hands are going to create some magic and um endless pipeline of content it's exactly what halo needs especially if you can make it look as good as what we've seen today and that's going to be sick absolutely sick um all right guys well uh moving on we did like i had started to say because i forgot to ask kate about her uh creation we are getting a new xbox elite wireless uh controller as a new series two controller not a series three right we're not there yet apparently they're not ready to pull the trigger on that they're just reinforcing parts of the controller. right so they're improving the build quality on the series two controller and they're making it available at a cheaper price by removing the things that make it a series control, the elite controller <laughs> with all of the, with the case and the accessories. However, I do think it's a little bit of a good idea because if you already have like a, a series controller, then up, if you want to replace it at some point, you know, you don't have to go out and shell out 180 bucks. You can go cheaper and get the one, get the version for 130. Um, is anybody here interested in getting a elite series two core? Controller. I'm never buying a Wii controller again. No, <laughs> three bit. Are you interested? You're on mute. Bro. Um, it's one thirty, and it's it's series two. 
It has improved build quality, but it doesn't come with a case and it doesn't come with like the um, paddles and stuff. I was thinking like when they made it Elite 3, because Phil was like, wow, yeah. I really like the PlayStation controller. I was thinking with the next iteration, they would start adding like these crazy vibrations and, and stuff with the, within the controller. <laughs> Not there just, yet. Not there yet. Maybe <laughs> I was just thinking too too far ahead. Um yeah, I, I really like the feel of the Elite 2 controller, and uh, I don't know how much they change it. Do you still uh, have an Elite 2? This iteration. Uh, no, because I it, I broke it. But <laughs> <laughs> when I did have it, it was really it nice. It probably broke itself, to be honest. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. Like It just started drifting and stuff, which I heard was like a common yeah. uh, thing with these controllers. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get this oh, I, pass. I so we have two passes so far. Pass yeah. for me, yeah. What about you, Fuzz? Uh, is are you in the market for an elite controller? And if is if you are, is this the one you would go for? Wasn't in the market because my I'm on my second elite two, and I'm I'm happy with it. Like I got the the original launch of the elite two. Also mm-hmm. had an elite couple of elite ones, but the vibration stopped working. It, at just at the two year mark, so it was already past you know warranty, and there's no more like Microsoft stores for me to do like an exchange because yeah. they will still you know take care of it after the fact. But I'm gonna wait until this thing is in uh, design labs, and I'm I'm definitely gonna wind up picking up a a design lab one. I'm just and Jasper yeah. kind of brought this up in the DMs. I'm not sure if they're gonna have it where we can change like the button colors or the I triggers don't, and stuff. They didn't show reason, that. So I don't know. The reason I say that is one, they didn't show that. And two, they have to create a whole new tool set for bumpers and analog sticks and all that stuff. Like if you're gonna mm-hmm. customize that. The only thing that they could keep would be the face buttons, like X and Y. Everything else is slightly different. So mm-hmm. they'd have to create whole new tool sets for that design lab. So that's yeah. why they're just doing the faceplate, I believe. And this is also yeah. more this is the same like ergonomics of the xbox one controllers right yeah, yeah. so the, their entire design lab currently is probably being ran around series controllers right mm-hmm. so I, I i think you're right on that i think it's just gonna be a color option jasper i'm, I'm hoping they do the anodized like d-pad and triggers like yeah. if they if if they do that then yeah i'm i'm definitely picking up at least one but um yeah, I'm I'm still gonna wind up getting one in the design labs, even if it's just a faceplate, because since I can't pull like a faceplate off of the current one, I think it's it's gonna be a little bit different setup in comparison, almost like the way Scuff does theirs. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll just wind up ordering one and then that will be my probably my go-to, and then the other one can go on like a shelf or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, right it's a cool idea, cheaper entry point for those that already have a series controller, you know. This this is a, a, a more affordable approach, more palatable, saying, slightly, you know. Yeah, but more, yeah. And I I think kind of like what a few people were asking about before. I think by holidays you might see uh, like Best Buy have it at ninety nine for the like the core in white or something. Yeah, like I think that, I got so. mine for like one twenty on sale, like yeah. my Elite Two with the case and all the buttons and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Whenever you see a lower starting price point, then the sales or make it more enticing to jump into. Uh, uh, Sour Blow, what about you, dude? Are you have any Elite controllers? You had any trouble with them? Are you in the market for this one potentially? Well, um, I haven't had any um, Elite controllers yet, and um, yeah, I already actually pre-ordered this one, so oh nice, I'm, I'm waiting for it. 
And actually, the reason why I'm right now, I have no camera on because I'm currently moving to the basement and I'm um, controller hunting because I'm trying to um, do a little setup, a little decoration with some control. So oh, sweet. I'm working on something. So, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I'm excited dude. for it. Yeah. Um, so did, did they say when you're going to be able to get get it? I know you pre-ordered it, but is it like a... Um, I think it comes out next this month. Not sure. Um, not sure to be honest. I got it. I thought I saw like someone post a shipping date of like nine twenty one or something right like on. that. That doesn't seem like too but long of a wait. Could, could be yeah, wrong. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's it's that long of a wait. Um. So the next question is, Caitlin, can I get an Elite Series Core controller? <laughs> you just call me Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Can you get one? Why? Why? Why would you want one? I, well, I want one when the design lab you know option comes out. I kept seeing you tell people, I think it was like yesterday in one of your streams, that you just like playing with the little things. Yeah. That, so that's not good enough. I'm a, I'm a fidgeter. So one of my. <laughs> well, it doesn't come do. with little things. Well, no, it <laughs> still has a magnetic D pad. So you can still yeah. take the D pad on and off and the thumbsticks, you can still take them on and off. And when I. Was that why one, your other one broke? No. Um no, it's uh it's because the rubber grips fell off. The rubber grips came off and it became like really uncomfortable to hold. So I don't even know where it is. On I the, can't have sold it, right? Because I was jacked up. 921. Okay. 921. Okay, right on yeah. why, why don't you just say like, hey, I want to make review a review of this controller. I want to tell my Boxing. audience and unbox it and <laughs> and Show it to my fun speculation audience. Yeah, also, yeah. you don't have to ask me. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Xbox doesn't send me, send me anything. And I don't even know who to contact. I'm like, hey, please send me stuff, Xbox. You know, uh, um, P3 on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phil, send stuff my way so I can unbox it for the uh, speculators. What you I thought you were in uh, talks with Major Nelson or whatever. Uh, no. Yeah, you are. You're well known. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, that was hilarious. People from Playground watch this show, so do they? You know. But they watch them for you. Yeah, though, three, three bit. bit. He's right, right there. Yeah. I mean, well, besides me. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Playground if you're watching. Love your games. Um, hit me up with somebody if you're watching somebody from Playground. Hit hook, hook me up with who do I get in contact with to get some 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 free Force shit around here so I can. Uh, <laughs> I want to shill your products. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but the I I do want to get the uh, design lab. Uh, one when it comes out because those colors that they showed look pretty damn sick. You're not gonna make your own? No, the design lab. Well, you can't like you can't like customize it as much as you can like these. Like here's my custom design lab Xbox Ultimate controller here. Yeah. Right. So you can't do all this stuff, right? Um. But you can only choose from those four colors that they showed. There may be a few more. There may be I, more. That's probably. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Xbox Ultimate. I, 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 I would also like them to add the option to like add kind of like at least like lines and, and like different shapes and stuff like that. So yeah. you can play around because it's like I it's understand like hearts or stars or something. Yeah. yeah, I understand not letting people like um, upload images because because, you know, then they might just put anything put on it. Dicks and vaginas on their <laughs> yeah. controllers. Yeah, I want a controller that's just dicks. So I hold dicks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But at least have some, you know, some options there that we can pick from and play around. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like an approved user pick or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they could put some on there. Some artists that stuff that they create create or something. They, they should also add the consoles there. That'll be awesome. Yeah. 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 I've 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 posted a couple of times on Twitter, like, you know, make it so those that are definitely trying to wait for one. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it might make it a little bit harder as far as the uh, the queue time. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna be eight weeks before you get your console, but at least you'd be guaranteed and you can get like possibly the color shell that you would want and you know they could probably not you know trying to post that they can make more money off of people but you know have it where whatever the customization charge is whether it's 50 bucks or or less or something like that like hey i want a series s but i want it in purple and i want the the speaker portion or the vent portion in like gray or something like that and yeah, all right, in eight weeks, your console comes to you and it'll be, you know, 329 uh, delivered or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Um, that would yeah. that'd be awesome. I I uh, just hope they did fix some of the build quality. They talk about the build quality. Also given a one-year warranty on them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping if there's any issues with those controllers, people can get them replaced, you know. Um, I, I uh, One day they, they'll, they'll adhere to my requests of of making it like a PS5 controller. Now, here's the thing: I don't like the what, like the shape, the shape, or the, the or the haptics. The haptics. I don't like oh. the shape. Never. No. No. I personally don't like haptics. I I thought I was gonna love haptics. I really did. I thought I was actually capping for haptics. You know, I was like, oh, that sounds cool, man. Like, what are you guys all arguing about, like uh, haptics and stuff? You know, I I don't think it's worth paying extra. For haptics, like on a game, like a t- charging ten dollars extra because of haptics, whatever. <laughs> However, I thought it was going to be really awesome. However, like when I was playing all these games on the PS5, I just didn't enjoy it. It actually became more of a distraction in most of the games for me. Uh, so, not to say that's for every. A lot of people might like it. So the issue is, if you make that only available in like an elite controller, it's only going to be so many people that have that, and to have to implement those features in your games to support such a small pe- amount of people that are going to have it. Yeah. I think if the, if they do that, it needs to be in the next iteration of whatever the primary controller is, right? Not just something that's only going to be for like 1% of the Xbox community. You know what I mean? Right. Cause yeah. at, the, at that point it's like, a, it's like a waste of dev time. Well, that's awesome. You know? What PlayStation's facing right now is like some of their, like a lot of third party games don't do it because they're like we're making it for xbox too so like why are we going to put that extra feature in there whatever you know so like yeah <laughs> we know phil is a fan of haptics though he likes it yeah right yeah that, that's why i was i was thinking like oh maybe the next iteration they'll, they'll put some of those haptics in there but uh, uh maybe the yeah, like it's not a big deal. whatever the next iteration of the series control uh, xboxes are could come with another a different slight controller upgrade at that point there'd be enough of them out there that would be worth putting the dev time in there i would prefer if they do any upgrade is analog sticks make it an optical potentiometer so that that's the same kind of analog stick that the n64 had what, a, a, a what a patent it's, <laughs> it's the thing that's the analog stick a, 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 a poten- that's what a very potential potentiometer <laughs> i have no idea how to spell it, but that's what it's called potentiometer potential <laughs> To say it again, yeah. <laughs> potentiometer. I think. Hi guys, say I anyway. really think you need to improve your potentiometer on this next iteration of the series controllers. My, my, my phone just wanted to know what I was saying. That was weird. Anyway, make it an optical one, the same one that the N64 had. That's going to sound weird, but the N64 had the best analog stick. It had zero stick drift because it was like because of the potentiometer. 
Yes, because of the position uh, prominent. Right. Why does he use that word in sentences <laughs> that have nothing to do with controllers? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it had zero stick drift on the N64 when uh, it was like technology kind of like ahead of its time. And uh, yeah, it was just like it tracked your movement based on like the, I think like the bottom part of the analog stick or something. It was really weird. Uh, it's been a while since I like looked at the breakdown of how it works. But the, the new ones, all they can all get stick drift as yeah. people have seen. Oof. Well, oh, Pong, Pong Soul has finally made it. Hey, Pong, did you know about the potentiometers? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Potentiometers. Potentiometers. You never heard of it? What's well, it? What are we talking about? What's your there thought about to... potentiometers? <laughs> potentiometers? Yeah. Is that a made up word here? That, what? Well, this is a I gotta... real word. Um I wanna know nobody tell me any information here because I know you're really familiar with this uh uh Pong Soul. Tell us all about potentiometers <laughs> and what they're doing for the gaming industry. Well, what you see is that that is going to <laughs> increase engagement exponentially yes. as we move forward, uh, both not only from the gamer side, but from the publisher side as well. Oh, wow. The potentiometers oh, wow. uh, are the future. And uh, again, when we look into the crystal ball in Speculation Town, that's all that pops up is potentiometers. So yeah. that's how we know that this is going to impact this entire industry and really, really change the entire world uh, yeah. for the better. That, that's what this that's incredible. I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, thanks for that deep insight. Uh, um, uh, welcome to the show, Pong. How's it going? Did you hey. have a safe drive home? Yeah, I did. I, did. I guess you're here, so I guess yes. I, I am, yes. No, I was yeah. in a severe accident. Uh, I've <laughs> lost all my limbs, uh, but I'm still here because that's how dedicated I am to Xbox Ultimate. So yeah, appreciate you. Uh, I'm bleeding right now. So are you? If I pass, yeah, if I pass out, you guys are <laughs> There's a fucking Wikipedia article for you assholes. <laughs> potentiometers. <laughs> All right. Everybody wants to learn about potentiometers. Jasper's got it in the in the chat. And Actually, guys, go right here. Yeah. I was right. Um, oh, well, hey, 3-Bit. 3-Bit. Hey, hey. You're on the show. Great to see you, brother. Great to yeah. see you. Uh, check see your DMs. Check your okay. DMs right now, and I want to know if you had anything to do with that, either what you're seeing okay. or <laughs> any part of it. Okay, so I just want I just I, I just want to know. Um, <laughs> Sour Blow, great to have you here too, brother. Thanks for jumping in tonight. I know Mav was kind of shorthanded looking for people, but it's great to see you as well, sir. As you know, the rest of the family too. Love you all. Not Thank this one, fine. but there there will no. be another one. Okay, all right. nice. Yeah, fair enough. Red or blue? Uh, red. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Better. All right. So, hey, that's the improvement I want with the series controller, by the way. <laughs> right. The potentiometers. Um, Jasper uh, really wants to talk about this now, guys, because he's right and he wants to prove that he's right and he didn't make up that word. So now he really wants to talk. Yeah, I believe it's a real word. I just believe it's one that nobody ever uses and, uh, except for Jasper. But I, I'm glad it's, he he has educated us on on this, um, so now we all know. Uh, but we're, now this you is know a, what to ask for, for. If you want better, now you know what to ask for. Okay, right. Xbox. Wait, can we for the next controllers? Can you start? Please start using potentiometers. 
<laughs> they and, already used them, but and and keep that tensioning thing that they have on the Elite Series too yeah. as well. So we need we need and tensioners tension potentiometers. <laughs> we need ten. We need potentiometers with tension, please. Uh, well, this is a great time yeah, that you such- sh- showed up. Oh wait, yeah, what, 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 what three bit? I was just gonna say that that that, is, that sounds like a good idea though. I don't know why. Like newer controllers always have stick drift over time. Yeah, and um then you have to get a new controller then by the end of it you have like 10 xbox controllers that you you pick which one works like i feel like this potentiometer is is something that still needs to the key into. all they got to do is look into the past obviously yeah right and 64 all my n64 controllers have uh while they did like destroy my thumbprint yeah i feel like <laughs> my thumbprint is actually the n64 thumbsticks um while they did that it it was it it, at least it still works like i could go back and play my n64 and it it still has uh the sticks still work and and everything so they did something right yeah absolutely man um well 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 this is a perfect time for pong soul to join in the conversation now because we got the next topic at hand we got a little show today from disney and marvel this is a Disney and Marvel game showcase, and it was a little show, uh, and it had some games, and uh, we're going to talk about that showcase. And what was the takeaways? Well, exactly. <laughs> now there was there was a new game reveal. They had they had ten seconds of different games that they showed, and uh, one a couple things that were a few highlights. One was they did show some actual gameplay from Aliens: Dark Descent, which is the first time I've seen that uh, personally. And I thought that it looked pretty sick. I'm excited about it. Uh, however, they didn't really tell us anything else about the game or anything other than this coming next year. Um, they did reveal the new game. I've been telling everybody there's going to be a new game reveal at the showcase from Amy Hennig's studio, Skydance Media. And we got that information. It turns out the rumors that were swirling yesterday were true. It is a Captain America and Black Panther World War II style game with two other characters that are being introduced here i don't know if they are 100 percent from lore um already in the comics i know one of them is from the howling commandos and the other one is from the uh elite um i forget the name of the uh it starts with the m3 bit help me out uh the badass wakandan ladies uh, oh, her name was started with an N. It was like Nile, Nile, uh, or something like that. Uh, yeah, but the, the that the group has a uh, a name, and it's like I can't, oh. uh, I can't ever remember. But okay. it's the spies, yeah, you know what I mean? The spies, the group, and they go out there and do shit. Anyway, so it's that we got a spy, a soldier, a hero, and a king, right? Um, the Black Panther character is actually uh, T'Challa's grandfather. Um, and we have Steve Rogers, which is a young Steve Rogers, just became Captain America, probably. Um, and then I think it was Gabriel Jones. Yeah, I think so. Uh, was the uh, Howling Commando. And we also have uh, the I can't remember the lady's name is N- Nanali or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so this game, we didn't really get much information about it other than it's triple A action adventure game. Amy Hennig says it's. If you're familiar with her games, you know what to expect here. Um, although they also did go into the fact that it's going to be very welcoming by a, a large amount of people uh, and and welcome the masses into this into this world. So 
Um, I'm thinking the ease of access is going to be pretty simple with this game as well. Um, what was takeaways? Uh, was, because Pong just got here, we'll start with you. Does, where, what was your takeaways from the showcase? Was it overall a disappointment? And was there something that stood out to you as a positive? Mm. Uh, listen, this is why format is so important when we talk about shows. And and you know me, I take all shows in their own vacuum. So I, I don't judge them against anything else. Yeah. Um. But this is why, because pacing wise, it was done very well, right? Quick hits, um, in and out, putting out a lot of games in a short amount of time. However, you can be too fast. And I think in this case, they highlighted the wrong set of games when they did take the time to highlight the games. Um, a game like Aliens Dark Descent, if they have that kind of gameplay, and we did see brief gameplay when it was first announced, there was some actual gameplay, but this yeah. time around they showed us a little bit more gameplay. But these are actual levels. You can tell that this game is pretty far along already. You should be highlighting those instead of spending two minutes on a trailer for a mobile game where you show no gameplay whatsoever. Right. That should be that should be the brief one versus where you have actual some substance there of a big franchise in Aliens that a ton of people are interested in, not just myself. Right. So I think that that's what happened with this show. They focused way too much on the mobile and didn't give us enough of the good stuff. And I think that they probably showed the Captain America and Black Panther game, um, Amy Hennings uh, game too soon i don't think they should have shown that yet because they don't even have a name for it yeah look look don't come on i i mean i know amy was there i know she's excited to talk about it. it's a big game for skydance i get all that but come on you if you guys don't even have a name that you can release for the game you probably should just hold that back then and wait for a different time um and i think there was probably some other things again that they could have expanded upon um and replaced that with um, so yeah, for me, I think the, the, I saw cool things in there. It was great to see midnight suns again. Uh, again, that's a game that I was hyped about then became really unhyped about. And now I'm back on the hype train, kind of like you Mav again. Um, and it was great to see that they came out with a release date. We all thought this was pushed to 2023. Uh, well for last gen consoles, it is pushed till 2023 at least, but for current gen, uh, and PC, we are getting it this year, which was awesome to hear. I mean, December 2nd, 2022, that's big to have that game falling. It's not going to be for everybody, obviously, for access games aren't, but it's still going to be a big game for a lot of us at the end of the year. So that was really cool. Um, I, I, I think overall the show was it wound up just feeling blah. It felt like, meh, why did yeah. you guys have this? What was <laughs> What was the point of this, really, at the end of the day? Um, so that's where I wound up with the with the show overall for me. But uh, again, seeing Midnight Suns was fantastic. I was hyped about the Tron game because I thought may thought maybe we were getting a big Tron experience. I thought even maybe like multiplayer Tron. Like I thought maybe this was the start of something big because they said wishlist on Steam. So I was like, Are we getting some kind of Tron MMO style game here. Uh, and then I read up on it. And it deflated everything. I mean, I'm still cool yeah. with it. It's a narrative-driven game. That's fine. I don't... Again, I've started playing narrative games more because some of the greatest ones have come out recently, like As Dust Falls. But I'm, I'm still hit or miss on those games. So for me right there, that's like, a, ooh, that's going to be a 50-50, even though Tron's one of my favorite franchises. And I would love to see Tron come back to video games. Um, but Midnight Suns, 
Alien Dark Descent. I don't know, Matt, if you looked at the screenshots uh, that like Wario and stuff pulled from that short gameplay trip. This, I'm already going to say it. I'm just going to go out because we do that here in Speculation Town. I'm going to say this is probably going to go out, uh, come down as one of the best Alien games we've ever gotten. Um, just by the looks of what they're doing with this as far as a strategy multiplayer type game, but just the screens and the on-screen UI, there is a lot going on. And this looks like it is going to be um, really, really leaning heavy into the lore of Aliens, and they're taking straight from the movies, and if it has the sounds from the movies, which I imagine it will, since Disney owns Fox, there's no reason why it shouldn't, you're talking about just the mixture of my fa- one of my favorite movie franchises with a game-type play that I absolutely love the hell out of, so I'm super excited for that as well. Um, none of the mobile games really did anything for me. I thought we would get some fresh clips from Avatar. We didn't get some fresh clips from Avatar. We got the Avatar mobile game that Jasper's all hyped about and thinks it's going to be game of the year. I never said that. Yeah, you did. I heard you. (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, I mean, there wasn't really anything out of the mobile section that really grabbed me at all. Again, the Amy Henning game, I'm not a superhero guy anymore. So it is what it is. Uh, I love Amy Henning and I know the writing is going to be phenomenal there. Um, But we still don't know anything about the game. um, And, those characters, honestly, I don't care about them so in any way, shape, or form. So for me, it's like meh. But I'm happy for all right. the Marvel fans that are getting more Marvel and you know getting. I mean, I know people love Captain America. No, people love Black Panther. So hey, you guys are getting something new, and it's from one of the best writers in video games. And if it's what they're describing or what she was trying to describe while she was on stage, that this is not going to go away from the uncharted style and it's going to be a single player adventure game but that's going to be obviously narrative like a movie almost because that's what the uncharted's were then cool i mean there's going to be a lot of happy marvel fans out there if they pull this off so uh overall though again the show nah it wasn't worth it there was no reason to have the show this could have gone out as individual kind of um announcements on social media you didn't need to have a show for this one yeah hey babe like you got a chance to watch the show with us today, right? Um, I, I don't know if you're still there or not right now, but if you are, I was going to ask you about the. Was there anything that actually got your attention from this, or because you're not the reason I'm asking you specifically right now? Because there's certain things that like people like me were really looking forward to this, but like this show for me was intended for like a wider audience as well, like trying to capture people that are into all these different genres and all this kind of stuff. Was there something in in this show like that even got your attention? Um, just that uh, like Mickey and Minnie thing at the very beginning. I don't even remember what it was called. That was on the Switch. Yeah, it's a Switch it was called game. called Illusion, uh, Illusion Island. Island. Yeah. Illusion Island. Yes. Yeah, yeah that Switch. looked cute, but that was about it, honestly. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, I I don't feel like this paid. That actually, they got more time. That game got more time than most games in this entire mm-hmm. show. Actually, I feel like that and the Avatar uh, mobile game got a lot of time. I was really disappointed that was a mobile game. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty fun, right? Like, why not bring that yeah. to consoles and ramp it up a little bit? You know, like I, I don't, yeah, I don't get looks, it. It looked pretty fun, actually. That Avatar game. Yeah, Jasper's like, well, just play it on your phone, damn it. I'm like, I don't want to play games like that on my phone, Jasper. <laughs> you could just play it on your PC because that's what I'm going to do. Well, with the controller and stuff, can you do that with like the like the Android app on on your PC? 
You got an emulator uh, or you something? You can get emulators that work with controllers, yeah. It's too much work, bro. Like It is a bit to set up, but... Yeah. It's I like... Saw... Oh, never mind. Keep going. Sorry. No, Wouldn't it good. look like butt, though, if you play it on your PC when it's made for a little phone? Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. look like ass. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably. Work. It'll you be like... turn up the settings a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it'll look like the ass. Grass will, the, the grass will be slightly more flat. I mean, it looks like a 360 game at the end of the day, but <laughs> if you can deal with that, that's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, why can't, can't they just... That. that That was one of the more promising gameplay-wise games that we saw. Like, it could have been... If it's on consoles and PC, like, I don't know. It just seemed like it had, they actually had something there, you know? Um, Fingers w- crossed that the Ubisoft... Uh, version shows tomorrow you think oh at the at the ubisoft, ubisoft forward conference show yeah they just wasn't mentioned but they could you know i feel like it's time isn't that supposed to be one of their big games coming out next year yeah uh, early next year i'm not sure because i know the movie got delayed so the game kind of got the game got delayed too yeah. yeah the game got delayed yeah but it was supposed to be early 2023 still right the movie is still coming out i think they just year, said 20 20- I don't know if it's early. early. Avatar okay. comes out December, right? Uh, next year, or this, this year? Yeah, this year. Yeah, the Avatar movie. Hmm. I don't know. I feel. I feel like Ubisoft is. If they don't have show that, they're kind of missing the boat a little bit. There's a lot of things I want to. We're going to get into the UB Forward showcase a little bit later. But um, was there something that grabbed your attention today, Fuzz? At all? <laughs> Uh, I guess uh, <laughs> mobile gaming is on everybody's mind as far as these companies yeah. now. So, yeah, right. I mean, I know I'm saying this in jest, but it, 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 I felt like throwing my phone in the trash can. It's like, come on, seriously, <laughs> right? Why? I, I, I get it. Yes, there are people that only play on their phone, but this, this showcase, I, I'm, I'm gonna be blunt, it seemed like a waste of time. Like, I, I think it was way too early for whatever they were going to discuss if they didn't have anything even cgi level to show like we know that there's a star wars game being made by you know massive from ubisoft it or would be show nice to fall in order because that comes out in six months or whatever well they 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 showed clips of it but they didn't talk about it like yeah. i yeah how do you miss that like it it just seemed like this was the uh a bad idea all around like I, I i got the sense that whoever was in charge of putting this show together even though disney has been in the gaming space before it it's almost like whoever they hand the keys to to do this has no idea about gaming like or what that what would appeal to their primary audience i guess they were trying to go for the phone audience which i guess is a little bit different but someone mentioned it earlier like if you're a phone gamer, are you really looking at these showcases type of thing? Mm-hmm. I, I it, just, yeah, I just kind of wonder if it's like maybe the thing is like a lot of the big games that we were hoping for, they're made by like EA and Ubisoft and they're saving it for their own show where they may just give like a quick like title trailer kind of like they did today, but they're not mm-hmm. going to give you the whole like five minute gameplay because they're Disney making the game. owns the IP. 
Look, yeah. Listen, they, they, Disney, if they wanted to, they could say, look, we're putting a clip up. I mean, it's their IP, <laughs> yeah. right? So, I mean, they, again, you don't have to show, like, you don't have to do the full big presentation or anything like that. But to have a minute, two-minute clip of gameplay from these types of games like Fuzzy's talking about, especially Jedi Survivor, I mean, that yeah. that should have definitely been shown today. You're absolutely correct. Um, you know, that, that would be easy for Disney to request because it is their IP. There's no way these companies are going, no, we're not going to give it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good luck signing another contract. <laughs> yeah. Even Spider-Man, like they own Spider-Man. So yeah, they, they had like small clips of Spider-Man, nothing of Wolverine, obviously. Um, they had small clips of uh, Star Wars Eclipse, but we know that that's kind of taking a hit as far as uh, delays because of the staffing and and I guess the acquisition stuff with with uh, Quantic Dream, uh, the Spire thing kind of is being handed off to um, what is it? Sa- not Savage. What was the other company? Saber? Saber. Saber. Yeah. So like it, nothing from them was even shown, and I I can kind of understand why, but it's like there was just so much stuff that seemed like there should have been more to it. Like this wasn't even something that i would say is like commercial level like this isn't even like ad level worthy before video on youtube kind of thing like mm-hmm. not to knock you know those involved with it but it just it was like wait in my opinion a waste of time and waste of resources and money like if stuff isn't ready to show don't bother putting something together because this it it's kind of turned me off from ever wanting to hear anything about Disney until, you know, I guess the studios themselves decide to give us more than just a peek behind the curtain kind of thing. Well, I think in their also in their defense, like this is their first promoted showcase kind of. So like, I think they were kind of structuring it, how they do some of their other shows where they like show off their like film and like anime shows and stuff where they just kind of hit you after hit you with one, hit you with one, hit you with one. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not too sure if they, understood the format completely that gamers were expecting out of that good point. yeah it, man it, hopefully better things for the next showing when they actually show i guess spider-man 2 and star wars from massive or wolverine or any of the other stuff that we know is kind of going on in the background or even indiana jones like come on really that, not even that yeah. talked about. Well, I think, a, I, I think a lot of those are being saved for the individual people's shows as well. I, I just yeah. think that, like, I I expected a show. The I I expected the games that we got to be like what we got. What I didn't expect is to get only like ten seconds of each damn game, <laughs> right? And and no information about any of them. Uh, Sour Blow, like overall, like, did you have a chance to watch this showcase today? this uh, 20 minute thing and uh was there anything positive you took away from it whatsoever um i started watching it when uh they were showing monkey monkey island so i didn't get the the full showcase yeah you didn't miss much before and that so <laughs> no you I, missed tron and illusion island that's all you missed yeah if you caught it there okay if if anything i would say uh what this showcase did was actually because because I was pretty hyped with all the rumors of the Annie Hagen um game, you know as soon as they said Captain America and Black Panther I was extremely hyped, but the way they showcased it I think it wasn't the best way, and it it did all the contrary instead of hyping me more for the game like I I was like disappointed I'm like. The style of the game wasn't what I was expecting either, you know, 
hopefully you know it, it happens kind of like Guardian of the Galaxy where I kept seeing um these trailers and none of them caught my attention yeah. but then when I actually play the game it was a great game so that's that's what I'm hoping yeah. for this game but it wasn't the best showcase I think the coolest thing that we saw was actually not even anything to do specifically with the game it was the YouTube shorts that is it was announced for Midnight Suns cuz that 80s style like cinematic yeah. intro was just like eye candy out the ass mm-hmm. for me. It was amazing, and I was like, I want to play that. You know, I want to play that. And it's like, oh, it's a YouTube, it's a short, a YouTube short series of shows. But I'm gonna get interested in that. It'll, it'll kind of get us into the characters and stuff a little bit about the story that's gonna happen. So I'm, I think that was a good idea. And what I did see from the uh, Midnight Suns gameplay, which was just little short segments in there got my interest even more with that game which so i'm i'm excited for that i know did you notice uh sorry sorry jasper you're good Uh, did did you notice with uh, midnight suns when they were showing the gameplay they no longer had the hand of cards up in front of you it was only a single card popping up did you happen to notice that yeah there was a few i noticed there was shots where there was a few and they like kind of highlighted the one right yeah 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 yeah. but it wasn't like the first playthrough we saw right this was Mm -hmm. more almost it was almost a, a more strategy type XCOM yeah. look. It had the cameras pulled back a little bit more. Correct. Right. Correct. I'm wondering if they did some changes there. It'll be interesting to see. So, I hope so. I saw sorry, typical. Jasper. I saw like typical like area of effect type. Yes. Tactics gameplay where you're choosing how to place it and highlight the different enemies and stuff that are going to be impacted. I will admit, like when I when we first saw Midnight Suns, I was like very critical <laughs> i was like we saw the trailer and then we saw the gameplay i was like oh this doesn't seem very interesting but for some reason like seeing it at this showcase maybe it was the the one standout and <laughs> maybe that was the, the reason like this game uh being the way it was comparing it to everything else in the show it made me pay more attention to it uh, i guess yeah. and uh for some reason this showing makes me want to try it now the the thing so, that kind of turned me off right. of it today though is like how deep the rpg is where the like you have to go train with blade to level up your friendship and your character yeah. like yeah. if you have to do that for like 20 different superheroes it's like that's going to get really old for for access well, I don't, said, I don't mind that. for access said that you're going to be able to kind of pick and choose though jasper who because you're going to have your main team right yeah. you're going to you're going to have your favorites and so you're probably just going to spend your time with them and leveling them up. Um, so I think that that's it's it's probably not going to be the you know like you're thinking about it like you have to go level up everybody. <laughs> you're going to have your main squad uh, with a couple of reserves that you kind of you know power up or whatever the case may be. But I do understand because that was one of my complaints too. I'm like, why why do I want to have relationships? <laughs> I want to go play. But this is for access. Look. That's why Mav and I are back on the hype train again. I think both of us agree on this point. This is for Axis. I have a lot of faith yeah. in for Axis. This is their first game since XCOM 2. That's been a long time coming. This is their A team. This is not their secondary team. So I'm I'm putting a lot of faith in for Axis that they are going to create something that's compelling. Um, whether you're in that mode where you're having those conversations and building those relationships or whether you're on the battlefield. I have faith that they've got some cool mechanics that will make it worth it and won't make it seem like a slog um kind of like the base building in xcom base building in xcom was kind of fun right the strategy behind it there was reasons behind it um you know and you really had to think about it so i I, i'm hoping they bring that kind of same mentality here uh just with obviously 
superheroes. So we'll I find just, out. I just thought it was funny at the before the show started. Pong was in the chat. I was like, "Do you think we're gonna get over twenty five Marvel games?" I'm like, "Dude, we did like six. <laughs> that was my over my yeah. over under. Of course, I was joking, but there yeah. were so many rumors flying around. Why we were see Iron Man here, right? There was there was all sorts of stuff yeah. flying. That's why I put that in there. Yeah, yeah, we didn't see EA's Black Panther game yeah, either, just, right? Think so. this show may have got a little too much hype attention to it, and well, they did kinda... put out a tweet like Disney Marvel <laughs> Game Showcase this day, new game announcements. And, I think and a lot stuff of people like skipped that, over you know? the Disney part of it too, though. Is like Disney well, and shit. Marvel. If they, if they announced a cool Disney thing, I'm all for it. But it's like all there was just it was a lot of mobile, which I don't necessarily. I agree. Like, there's all gamers are gamers, right? I'm not saying you can't have mobile shit okay. there, right? But like the the stuff that they had there, there was like. Uh, as there's a certain amount and the pacing was good. I thought Blessing did an amazing job with his part with hosting, right? But when he, he went and it went to the game, the games were just like 10 seconds of something <laughs> and then it's just on to the next game. So where the pacing was okay, if, as far as like, that's how you do it, go game to game to game, they needed to spend at least a little bit of time on the actual damn game, right? There was no... It was just like, hey, remember this thing we're making? Oh, hey, remember this is something else we're making? This is something else we're making. Hey, check this out. We're making this. Look at this one. We're making this. And there's like, okay, yeah, we know this. Thanks for this. Five seconds of information of the actual game before I have to move on to the next one. Like, I just I just felt like it was rushed. And there was no reason to keep it down to 23 minutes. Like, they could have had... 23. You got to keep it 23 minutes. Yeah, it was 23 wow that's 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 a good point you know um she's just noted bring up uh something that nobody's mentioned yet but uh i did forget about it too was the cart racer the cart racer yeah. did look cool i'll, I'll, I'll give it that speed too. storm yeah speed storm yeah that looked like it has a lot of potential yeah so i was wondering if it could be the multiverse what multiverses is to smash like yes. what this could be to cart to mario kart you know Bobby's what i mean gonna, it's obviously going to come down to technicalities, right? Yeah. So how good it is? Only, yeah, multiverse that and microtransactions. Nailed, correct. They, correct. And but multiverse nailed the online portion, which Nickelodeon didn't. That's why multiverse took off. Because remember the hype behind yeah. Nickelodeon. You guys are hyped for it too. Um, and then the online sucked, and it, you know, died. That's the only game I've first ever game asked of- for a refund. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Same. <laughs> same. Right. The first game I ever asked for a refund uh and i was i was so disappointed yeah you were so hyped for that three bit you were talking about it for months i know yeah and i blame you for buying it (laughs) 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 i was really hyped for it i mean i love nickelodeon you know cartoon characters and and then like you play the game and it (laughs) like that i'm pretty sure that was streamed (laughs) everything was laggy It, it was quiet like the we were the in different spots we fighting yeah we we're in different spots it, it was just like awful uh, i know they fixed some of those stuff now but it's, it's like too late for me mostly versus got it down right like the online i played like the alpha it was smooth like back then yeah yeah they finally like fixed the hitboxes on that game yeah too. They, they fixed it too. i was you, you mean if you if you're gonna make a big brawler you gotta have really good online yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. In 2022, no way. <laughs> I know. What do you What do you know? <laughs> One of the things I also love about uh, multiverses is uh, their like grinding mechanics. Like, I feel like I can grind to buy the characters that I want. You know, it doesn't feel like I gotta mm-hmm. play forever. Like, I, I think yeah. they got it down pretty good. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. the game's taken off like crazy, right? So uh, fantastic game. 
I almost wish it didn't, so that way it'd make it more likely that WB Discovery would sell off their games divisions, right? Because I feel like the success of this one game is going to keep them holding on for <laughs> as long as possible. And if this game didn't hit, they would have been like, okay, we got to move on from the games companies. We're going to sell them off. And in like a way, I feel like it's almost a disservice to us that this game is actually being successful. Um, How are they going to make their movies without having the games division, though? So this I don't is know. Square yeah, they, Enix situation. They're robbing the games division to pay for their movies. Exactly. Right? That's what. That's and exactly what's that's what what's, what's happening. And I, you know, shout out though. I don't know if y'all <laughs> saw Ed Boon's tweet just a little while ago. <laughs> uh, he just posted uh, uh, Ed Boon from Nether Realm, creator of Mortal Kombat, all all Injustice, all these amazing games. Posted, hey, what do you want to see next from from us? And he posted uh, Injustice three. Um, uh, DC, uh, what was the other Marvel versus DC, uh, the next Mortal Kombat, or there was one other option. And he, within like 10 minutes, he got like 10,000 votes. Right. And he was like, holy shit, I didn't expect this, you know? Um, but people, there's interesting things going there, but it does make me question, like wonder if he's just testing the market to see like when, how their announcement's going to go. Right. Cause I would hope to God that they've already, know what they're working on right i mean there's been a few years now so i'm hoping i'm hoping so but um that would be bad if it wasn't uh anyway uh moving on from let me uh let me do this real yeah. quick map too just because a lot of people are hyped for aliens darks descent and i saw yeah. there's no one there talking about whether or not it's gonna be rts or action or whatever the case it's i don't tactics. know why we, yeah yeah but i don't know why we haven't looked this up before but they got the whole descriptor and i thought it was gonna be multiplayer it's not multiplayer okay all right cool um i thought it was gonna be a co-op game um when i thought it was like the ascent it. yeah that's what i thought too it's not yeah. at all uh, i think it's a tactics game just here's this here's the steam description so everybody knows because a lot of people are hyped for this game so i'm gonna give it to you so again this is by tindalos interactive is the developer and they did armada 2 uh battlefield something armada 2 for pc um and it's published by focus so focus has been doing a lot of publishing lately by the way um but here it is it's it is a single player in aliens dark descent command a squad of hardened jesus can i speak tonight colonial (laughs) marines to stop a terrifying xenomorph outbreak on moon leith or leth one of those two lead your soldiers in real-time combat against iconic xenomorphs rogue operatives from the insatiable Wayland yutani Corporation, and a host of horrifying creatures new to the Alien franchise. You are the commander, they are your weapon. Infiltrate large open levels and annihilate enemies with your squad, dispatching orders strategically and intuitively at the touch of a button. Tread carefully as your foes will adapt their tactics to your actions while hunting you down, because death is permanent. Forge unique paths for survival, uncovering shortcuts, shortcuts, creating safe zones, and setting up motion trackers in a persistent world where your actions impact levels forever. Customize your squad with a selection of different classes, level up and specialize your soldiers with unique abilities and an arsenal of weapons, armor, and perks for high-stakes missions in treacherous territory. Develop your base to research new tech and improve your squad further. Manage your resources wisely and take calculated risks to outsmart the deadliest creature mankind has ever faced. Can you and your squad stop the outbreak before it's too late? Uh, face off in gripping original alien story against iconic xenomorph creatures, ranging from face huggers to uh, Praetorians, alien queens, and many more, including rogue human commandos and a brand new threat unique to this alien storyline. 
lead strategically, and change squad tactics from mission to mission, carefully managing your soldiers' health, resources, and sanity to avoid permanent team losses and mental breakdowns. Forge unique paths for survival in a persistent world, covering shortcuts, creating safe zones. We've we've got all that. Assemble and level up your squad, uh, composed of five starting Marine classes with dozens of specializations, unique abilities, and weapons. Mav, this game was made for us, bro. Yeah, it is. Permanent permanent (laughs) death, huh? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like an XCOM Aliens game. Yes. Right. Yes, but I think it's going to be. I think it. I don't know how turn based it's going to be, or if it's going to be on the fly where you can pause right. it and then do the strategy. But so the CRPG slash, slash the RPG yeah. slash did tactics, you, you kind of like divinity, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking kind of like breaching clear. Mentality. Mentality. Yeah, breaching clear. That's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. Um, what did you say three bit? Uh, I was saying, did, did you say something about like the soldiers' mentality? Like, yeah, you got to keep their mental health up too. Otherwise, they have breakdowns. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. They have yeah. that mechanic in a lot of tactics games where people can get scared and fe- get fear and they get like in this little coward yeah. stage. They got them right? in uh, Darkest Dungeon too. If you guys remember Darkest Dungeon, that side mm-hmm. uh, scrolling kind of strategy. All right, not strategy game, but well, turn based. Um, but you had to watch the mental state on your people too. Otherwise, they would not be able to come to the next dungeon with you. So, right. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, yeah, this sounds fantastic to me. I mean, I wish it was a multiplayer game kind of like The Ascent. I, that's what I thought it was at first. I would be down for that as well, but this sounds right up my alley, so I'm happy. This is gonna be yeah. Great. I love the Aliens franchise, and and, and the Aliens franchise is one of those uh, franchises where it can be multiple genres and and mm-hmm. fit pretty well. So, yeah. um, wow, that that actually sounds really interesting. Yeah, check it out. Can't wait. Can't wait. Next year, 2023. Another one. Point twenty three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When I just think about twenty twenty three, it's insane. Yeah, we're gonna be it's gonna be nuts. Um you know, thanks to Game Pass, it'll help save some money, right? But like um still gonna be a lot of games to buy and play in there next year and the first half of next year alone it's gonna be nuts. Uh but guys, we're getting into our favorite topic here. Uh good old Console wars, the real ones, the actual battle. I stand with Jim. Come on. <laughs> Did you buy your seventy dollars shirt yet? Yeah, Jasper, we got a shirt Jasper. just for you in the store. Put your money where your mouth is, yeah. buddy. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see you wear it on stream. Let's uh, go. What if, of, what if I get a Phil one and just make it blue instead of green? No, because just... it says Team Phil on it. You know. Yeah. I mean, look. Guys, we got shirts in the in the uh, fun speculation merch shop right now. We got a Team Phil shirt. It's priced at $25. You get the friends and family discount, right? Just like Game Pass, uh, friends and family. Plus, we also have a Team Gym shirt. If So if you're touting that pay more, we expect more premium quality, inflation, all that bullshit. <laughs> we got a Team Gym shirt just for you. It's priced at $70 in the uh, in the store. And, you know, depends on, you know, if you, if you want to support that, go for it. You know, uh, I don't mind. Damn. What, what's uh, the material on that? <laughs> Mavis. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not same. premium cotton. Premium cotton well, versus they, they cotton. sell it. We sell it as premium because it's PlayStation, but it's actually no difference in material. Um, I will say this too, guys. If you get the PlayStation version, it may come damaged. Um, oh my god! It, it's possible. <laughs> In the um, but and there unfortunately there's no refunds on that but you will get a 20 percent off coupon for your next uh purchase uh absolutely that's what the plan yep. is 
So yeah. um, you know what you should have done, Mav? You should have made the the Team Jim one without saying Team Jim at, at seventy dollars, and then if you wanted the lettering on there, it was gonna be an extra ten dollars. So make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're you're Give right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, actually, what you should have done is had Caitlin do some cartoon versions of the Devil Jim and the Angel Phil and put those on there. I think some people actually would have bought those. <laughs> that's uh, that's for the next versions, also. You know, DLC. Uh, but when, but I when just it's the little picture in your DM, babe. Did you? Uh, we're uh, that is going to be for the director's cut Team Jim shirt. It'll be ten dollars more. Um, <laughs> um, remaster, remaster, yeah. <laughs> remastered shirt. Oh yeah, here's the uh here's the shirts, guys. You know, Team Phil, Team Jim right there. Uh, get them while they're hot. Uh the sale only lasts for as long as uh, I don't know. Sale? Yeah, $70. It's a great value. Uh, <laughs> uh macroeconomics. <laughs> yeah, it's the guys, it's hard to make these shirts. The it, blue dye is you just gotta, so expensive. You got to you got to support the people that make make these shirts, right? It's for I the mean, players. You were absolutely. It's so difficult. Um, you wouldn't believe how much effort and time goes could into you, that. Could you guys have found any more basic lettering? <laughs> <laughs> it's we're, we're representing with uh, the theme here. You know, um, team, team Phil, Team Jim. Let's go, right? Whoever you represent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Dipper says, "Wow, very creative." <laughs> Uh, we had we had fun with that one. Shout out to Kate for actually making those when I when I told her, hey, we need to make some Team Phil and Team Jim shirts because guess what, this shit's getting real. Uh, team Jim calls, I mean Team Team Jim Jim Ryan calls out Phil Spencer publicly, um, and shocking everybody actually to, to come out and and uh, say, hey, Phil's lying. Pretty much is what he was saying, right? Can you uh, see the orders on that? Oh yeah, we don't. We're not going to sell any of those shirts. <laughs> they're, they're available for to buy if anybody actually wants to buy any. But like, uh, it was more of a joke thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you, should, um, you should actually sell those. There are they're available to buy. If somebody wants to buy one. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. We'll uh we'll send the link in the chat. Send the link in the chat. <laughs> it's it's in the storefront below, guys. Uh, as well as the other fun speculation merge. If you'd like to check any of that out, the real stuff. But the uh. Uh, yeah, that was just funny, man. Uh, that actually tweet blew up really too. It was as just people actually thought that was funny, which is what I was hoping would happen, right? Um, but besides that, guys, for, for real though, uh, Jim Ryan calls out Phil publicly and takes the whole back and forth of public instead of making public facing like politically correct statements you know i mean he, he goes after him and basically said calls phil a liar uh says that you know what they sent to us was actually inadequate and we deserve more than that our players our players on playstation deserve call of duty because they've been playing this game for 20 years right um meanwhile shitting on xbox fans who don't deserve anything i guess because they're actually paying for games not to be on our platform as well over here on xbox so um jim didn't mention any of that but i bet phil's going to to the regulators now because uh jim may have actually kind of set off a little bit of a fire that he may have not wanted to uh fuzzy did what was your first reaction when you saw this from uh from good old jimmy boy (laughs) the nerve the gumption (laughs) The testicular fortitude of was it crying lion 
Jim Dance Moves Ryan to to call out Phil saying that, oh yeah, he only offered three years. Like, dude, it's part of the negotiation. You can re-up at the next three years. And uh, yeah, I I I made my post on Twitter after this, although I know they, you know, Xbox isn't gonna do it, but Phil should just close the door. It'd be like, oh, you didn't want the three years, then you get no years after your contract is up <laughs> because you refused. So yeah, there you go. But uh, no, it, 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 the just the nerve that they have, like the the double standard of of PlayStation in that regard, where like you said, they're paying to keep things off of Xbox. They they money had it, you know, Street Fighter Five. They money had it. Uh, for, uh, was it Final Fantasy 7 which you know it was only supposed to be a year then it became two years now it may seem like it's forever and there's Xbox that, that... used to get Spider-Man games yeah yeah it, it, no more Spider-Man no I mean hey we're lucky that MLB wants more money so that way we at least get, <laughs> you know the show but it's like uh seriously they I I just I you know the, the saying is karma's a bitch. Yeah, it, I I feel it's going to come back to bite him. I, I I think you're right. He started a fire, and he, he's going to have to get his dancing shoes out to put it out. But I don't think it's going to work. So you know, you, you reap what you sow. So we'll we'll yeah. see. Hopefully next year when the deal closes, and you know how how long they you know kind of suffer you know without having you know the early access or the yeah. exclusive modes in Call of Duty, and you know. Let's see what they do with with Destiny if they go back to their old ways of oh you can only get the Gallahorn through us yeah for the first year or two <laughs> so yeah it is what it is <laughs> yeah Sour Blow do you do you uh, believe that Jim Ryan actually believes what he's saying or do you think he's just putting on a show oh he's he's definitely you know putting on a show um, I think and you know everyone knows that yeah, of course Call of Duty is. Uh, a game that's going to affect them uh, a lot. It's a game that a lot of people buy uh, PlayStation um, for, you know, they, they buy PlayStation to play Call of Duty. And I do agree in a way not to defend him that, you know, Call of Duty, it's a game that, you know, it, it you know, it makes so much money and it's a game that comes out every year. And if we look around, there's not a game like that really. Maybe you can say the closest one are like 2K and FIFA and maybe Madden, those three. But not, nothing compares to, to Call of Duty. But at the same time, it's uh, his approach seems like weak. And mm-hmm. he's also like, he, he it's almost like he's not even, he's forgetting about all his studios. Like he's making their, their studio also look like they're not capable, which that's the, the the doom and glory of PlayStation. They're they're exclusive and their studios, and the comments he's making. It's almost like he's he's forgetting about all of that, and he's just worried about I have to have Call of Duty, and you know I I just think it, it's making them all look weak. Yeah, I I I, I agree with that, man. And it's, I think oh, it's like is that an educated decision to come into this trying to make yourselves look weak <laughs> no. almost like I, I mean it's not going to look good to the public but like they're not really making these statements for the public are they are they making these statements for the regulators kind of trying to get attention and and maybe some of their consumers on their side a little bit like 
Um, that's that's the interesting thing here. Three bit. Did you? What were you thinking when you saw that? Like, it was like, what the hell, Jim? You lying son of a bitch! Or, <laughs> I mean, th- there's so many different thoughts I have with his comments. Honestly, I, I mean, it's a bit hypocritical. Honestly, a, a bit when you're. Uh, just a little bit <laughs> when, you, when you consider how many call of duties have had some exclusive content over and they the get years, one next week um get one next week right and it, it it's it's hypocritical and i i honestly at first i thought he was putting on a show but i honestly think he's offended in some way i, I think sony has always sort of had this posture that they are the top dogs Mm-hmm. and uh they they are they are the industry leaders so it, it's it's weird that the industry leader the person that's pretty much in first place in a lot of different regions is uh complaining to to different corporations that a third place company is is somehow um this is somehow affecting the market in the way that they can't compete anymore it, 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 that doesn't make sense to me. If you are the 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 top of the market and you're complaining about someone who's in third place, then you need to start looking at your own infrastructure and to ways you can compete. Microsoft's not even number one in cloud either. They're number two. So, yeah, I, and, and there's so many different arguments. Like when people say Microsoft is a monopoly, um, they are not. There's the, the gaming industry is way too big. There, there's so many different companies like Embracer Group and all these different companies who are um, basically gobbling each other up in these different sectors, right? It's very competitive and there's a lot of different avenues. Um, and I, I just think Sony, they make a ton of money with the the Call of Duty franchise. Uh, I, I believe the standard rate is 30%. Uh, yeah, they of- sent $1.37 billion to Activision in 2020. It was Activision's largest customer in 2020 was Sony was 70 percent of their total business so so would would that be taking that that's a question i had like is that the the total they made or would you take away the 30 percent making i think that's the 30 percent from sony is the 1.37 billion dollars just from call of duty overwatch and other games like that that made up activision 17 percent of activision 2020 so so that's a a large percentage so when, when i'm when i'm hearing jim's comments on on everything it 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 comes off as uh bitter it, it it comes off as he he's just he he's angry um that microsoft is about to sweep this franchise underneath him now a, a lot of p- points i feel like people miss is the fact that uh like once these three years are up i think a lot of people are thinking uh where a lot of this outreach is coming from is that's going to be exclusive i still don't think it's going to yeah. be exclusive like at, I, I just think the guarantee of after the three years, um, they they don't want to be obliged to, to, unless you want to make further deals with, with with Sony. Three years, like hey, we can do whatever we want. Um, three years is is just basically Phil saying, um, like hey, we are doing this out of uh, kindness of our hearts. That's basically how I read it to be this contract of of three years. So we are literally doing this out of the kindness of our hearts because they don't need to do any of this like when phil said um that this goes outside of the the normal contractual obligations 
uh of like basically a standard contract uh to, to me that that's that's true uh, i know a lot of people saying like oh phil's lying but to to me that they didn't have to do that they could have just been what sony would have done which is to lock down that franchise and only be within the sony ecosystem um i i totally believe they would do that they've shown that they would do that with other franchises so i i you know i there's so much hypocrisy within his statement that i don't even know where to start breaking it down like i my brain just starts going in different avenues of, of Sony's history of uh, of doing what he's claiming that Microsoft is doing. So I, I really want to hear from you guys <laughs> on the rest of that. But that, that's basically my thoughts. Yeah. Well, first of all, salty there. It's a nice guy, Jim Ryan. I mean, God, God love him. You know, he's a yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an amazing person. Uh, I don't know. I just it's you just look at everything they do and then just like for. The Call of Duty thing, like people are starting to share that image where it's like the past like eight Call of Duty is like 30 day first, a year exclusive in this mode and stuff like that. It's just like they got Destiny year exclusive. It's just like you just show that to someone in the board and like that is that's immediately going to shut that argument up. So like I'm not afraid of like the Activision deal falling through or anything. It's just like I, I just don't know if the guy's like I don't I don't know. Just it's, he's just he's something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. At first, I was thinking like maybe is he just putting on a show? But like his latest sort of comments make me think like it's more than just a show. Like I feel like he's actually like salty at Phil over revealing that they made some sort of deal with PlayStation because you never really hear about Microsoft working with PlayStation. So the fact that Phil's like, yeah, we're we're making some deals with PlayStation. I think Jim didn't like that. They they like to sort of sector themselves off as like we don't need any help. We are we are the top dog. We, you know, I, I think Jim wants to keep that sort of appearance of PlayStation. It just comes off as like just bitter. Yeah, I agree as well. It does. It's just, um, it just fake. It's like, dude, you not even see what the hell you're doing. It's just so like hypocritical. You know, it's just yeah. like, I've just seen people back. It's stuff. not the same thing, right? Them, <laughs> you're saying them buying a $70 billion corporation is the same thing as them making games exclusive. The end result to the consumer is the same, Right. Which is what we should be considering and what we should be thinking about here. How does it affect me? Not how does it affect that company, right? Or how does Microsoft affect PlayStation gamers? It's like, who the hell gives right. a shit? It's Microsoft. Trying to and they've been of using it to affect the competition for a decade or more. You know what I mean? By, by doing these deals, um, Xbox used to do it too, right? But they got away from that um, with their new way of doing things. And it's uh, interesting now that we, we see this model just being like well this is why we do business and that's how it's going to be and they're not allowed to do it back to us and if they can't take our ability to do it to them away then that sucks and we don't like it and that's basically what it's about they're taking away their biggest asset uh right with their marketing rights so not even taking away the damn game uh which is even crazier right um but shout out to lord roughness with a five pound super chat he says after listening to jim Ryan Wine about Xbox and Call of Duty. I hope the FTC just passed the Activision Blizzard deal with no conditions and Phil shouts exclusive. <laughs> that would be the absolute most 
trolling amazing thing. Well, if it wasn't adequate enough for you, Jim, how about this? We'll just make it less adequate, you son of a bitch. And we're going to take that away. And guess what? You can cry about it all you want because we were trying to do something for your gamers, your PlayStation fans who want to play Call of Duty. We were trying to do right by them and do right by you just to get you to shut the hell up. However, you you decided to go cry out to the public and call me out publicly. So guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to go ahead and take my ball and go home. And we're going to give Call of Duty only to Game Pass members and Xbox users. So fuck off, Jim. If it I would was really petty, s- I would do that. It would really suck yeah. if the PlayStation Azure service went off between 4 and 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time every day. <laughs> hmm, that's, that, that's using your weight a little bit. Uh, shout out to Alvin also. He said, could bring myself to grab a Team Jim uh, shirt. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, $70 is quite a lot to pay for something. As uh, low quality as that. Um, he says, but grab the black fun <laughs> speculation shirt instead. I appreciate you, dude. And those are not $70. I guarantee you that. Uh, Victor Allestein hit us with a $5 super chat. Also, appreciate you, sir. He says, I think Sony could borrow money and acquire EA or merge with them. And with Respawn, build Battlefield to Call of Duty or better than COD level. COD can be matched. COD absolutely can be matched. It depends on who has the balls to try to. Right. Uh, Battlefield's making some more moves too, so they can get marketing rights on Battlefield. They can get behind this. Uh, I saw I uh, put in the chat. Uh, somebody put in the chat about hey the new um, Ridgeline campaign game that they're going to be making. What if they put marketing rights behind that or or whatever? There's other avenues, other franchises out there they can do things with and become get that kind of market share. Maybe just do it to more different games besides just Call of Duty, right? Who knows? Hey, babe, Alvin left it. a super chat just before Victor. Oh, thank you. Sure yes, yeah, shout out to Alvin. It is with the five dollars super chat. Appreciate you as well, Alvin. Uh, says Jim Ryan sitting atop his Iron Throne, built from sword exclusives, uh, lamenting the throne, the throngs of war. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, hope he doesn't prick his finger. Um, and Hargeet Chani with a five dollars super chat. Appreciate you, Hargeet. He said, "I'm sure Jim sent an adequate signed offer to Phil." When he went and bought Bungie. Well, Jim, let's see the adequate offer. Yeah, that's right. They uh, <laughs> actually hold Bungie now, which they can. Uh, Bungie is running supposedly independently, but that's a guarantee for Sony that those games are going to be on PlayStation. Uh, that's a guarantee for Sony that those games are going to have marketing behind with with Sony and PlayStation and all well, that Bungie's stuff. Bungie's kind of hard to push. Around. Bungie's harder to push around than any other publisher, I feel like. Cuz Bungie would just be like, "Fuck you, we're we're breaking yeah. the contract. We want to pay it out. We're done." <laughs> right. Like... They would if if you start fucking around with Bungie, they will do that. But I I mean there's no reason to think that they're not going to have yeah. marketing rights and those games are going to be leased on PlayStation, right? They will be on other platforms as well, which Bungie's already said. Uh, but that's kind of the same thing that Xbox is doing with COD. And it's really re- relegating to one one franchise with Call of Duty, and that's what this whole thing is amounting to, which is the most ridiculous thing, because to Microsoft, this deal is way bigger than Call of Duty. Call of Duty is just one aspect, and it shows the difference in the visions between the two companies, where Microsoft's like, hey, mobile gaming, you know, PC, we got Blizzard, we got King, you know, we're doing all these different things, we're going to make games everywhere, playable for everyone, friends and family, $25, everybody can play, you can play on all these different devices, and cross-save, cross-play, cross-progression, all this shit, we're doing everything! Everything we possibly can to get more people to play games and get more people to want to sub to our service. Whereas PlayStation's like, don't take Call of Duty away from us. It's too important, right? That's like all they care about right now is like just screaming about Call of Duty. And Xbox is like, that's what you're really worried about right that's now. It's going to own World of Warcraft. 
Yeah, there's so many different things. Like for the Xbox to potentially have to sign a concession about Call of Duty for keeping it on PlayStation for more than three years is the least of their issues right now. And that's all they have to concede to to get this deal passed, which is what they're setting it up to be right now. It's like an easy win for them, right? I just don't see like I think Xbox is playing chess here and Sony's playing checkers, freaking out about this and trying to make sure that they get their extra two years on this consent decree or whatever from the regulators and Xbox is like you dumbass like we just played you for a fool right you could have made this whole thing about subscription services you could have made this whole thing about us dominating the cloud but you even went and told the regulators yourselves that's not a different market because guess what you know you need to be in that market and you want it to be included in the same market that you're in so by your ass not even including that saying that it's a different market that means there can't be no monopoly on what you're even trying to argue against you can't argue against value of gaming in a subscription service when it's in the same market that you actually hold market share on two to one in the exact market that is actually being argued against. They are actually just being hypocritical at the ass. And Microsoft has all the ammunition and tools to shut down every argument they made because they have nothing. They have no argument. And it's absolutely, uh, I think, set up from the beginning with Xbox and the reason they even sent that to them in the first place is to be able to use this against them. If it came to it, um, Hargeet Shani with another $10 super chat. Appreciate you. Hargeet. Uh, he says, I hope Phil's thoughts are to stop the annual cod thing after the five years. Warzone can keep going and add the normal multiplayer modes along with zombies. Let the studios make other games. That's yes. already happening. Hargeet. That's already mm-hmm. happening. That was part of the plan. We talked about this when yeah. the acquisition was first announced that what is the value of Call of Duty if they go to a two, three-year cycle and then Activision comes out and says, hey, we want to kind of put a pause on Call of Duty and we're going to go to a two-year cycle. And if that gets even further apart and they can make Call of Duty a games as a service that they just keep updating, which they certainly could do underneath Xbox and Microsoft. Exactly. Underneath Microsoft and Xbox, they can certainly make that happen, Hargy. But we've had those conversations and to add fuel to that fire, the rumor is now out there that Infinity Ward is working with ex-Bioware employees on a brand new sci-fi first-person shooter uh, RPG in the mold of Destiny because Activision lost Destiny and they want to get back into that space. So it already sounds like some of their teams are potentially moving away from Call yeah. of Duty and starting to do other things. So you're absolutely spot on, Hargate. Again, we did talk about that after the acquisition. What does that mean for Sony at that point if Call of Duty isn't annual? It would, again, they would already be making less money off Call of Duty than they would have, but Activision was already thinking that way. So again, all of this, at the end of the day, I love that they're hyper-focused on Call of Duty. I think this helps Microsoft and Xbox. That there's they so aren't many talking. other things. There's so many. Mike, again... All of us, everybody, of course, Call of Duty is the biggest thing. But to Microsoft and Xbox, this isn't about the next five years. This is about the next 10, 15, 20 years. And that's where everything else, and again, I'll say it, I don't think Phil was lying when he said King is the most important part of this and then Blizzard. I think those are the two primary targets in this acquisition. It's just a bonus that they're getting all of Activision and, of course, one of the biggest IPs in the world in Call of Duty along with that. But for their long-term plans, that's not a part of it because, like Phil said, we don't even know what Call of Duty is going to look like that far out. We, we have no idea what the, yeah. what the game industry is going to look like at that point. And this industry changes in a snap. 
the next big thing could come out. And next thing you know, Call of Duty's regulated to third, fourth, fifth, top 10 most played game each year instead of being number one. And all of a sudden, all that value go- disappears. All of a sudden, even the value that Microsoft and Xbox thought they were getting out of it disappears. That's how quick this industry changed. So yeah, that's, this is a, this is great that they're. That's what on. makes me think Jim Ryan's statements about Call of Duty and them being hyper focused is kind of just a play and just like trying to keep like their fan base like look see we're doing something because they're buying mobile they're buying other studios they're working on with Bungie they're making yeah. other stuff in they're different fields yeah yeah they're working on PC so it's just like yep. them hyper focused on Call of Duty just seems like hey look we're we're, we're doing something we're putting the flag up for you it's like. Yeah, and and that's and that's kind of what's being played here. Again, Mav and I talked about this last night. I I think that there is some obvious real concern from Sony. Of course, you don't. Want the bottom line is going to take a hit for sure. Yeah, and their stocks are going to take a hit, mm-hmm. right? And they can't take. They're already dropping. I said last night, Mav, you were talking about too. The, the, there are people circling around Sony right now. There are people mm-hmm. I can guarantee you licking their chops at those stock prices, and if those stock prices tumble some more. There's going to be some more people licking their chops, okay? So (laughs) they don't want that to happen, right? So, yes, they're protecting. There's some real concern. (laughs) But there is also some real big drama from Jim here to just try to get anybody to listen. He doesn't care what the public – he doesn't care what we think. He doesn't care what the public thinks. He doesn't mean parts – some of this is made up. It's just more dramatic, but he's just trying to get anybody to listen to him to try to trip up this deal any way he can. If he can get it to go to the courts in any of these regulatory bodies areas, if he can get that to happen, that ties Microsoft and Xbox up for years. If it happens to go that far, that's all he's trying to do here. It's a Hail Mary at the end of the day because he knows realistically there is really no reason to stop this deal to go through. They see the future. The future is not console-based, okay? They don't have the resources, the infrastructure, the time, the money to make all the changes that they need to do when Microsoft and Xbox have already taken the lead in all those future areas like the cloud, like Game Pass subscription services, they don't have that recovery. Uh, to, they don't have the ability to recover uh, from that lead, and they all know that. So all they're trying to do right now is slow this down any way possible, and that's why Jim's out here doing this. It, it's it's obviously hypocritical. He doesn't care. He obviously knows that Xbox doesn't care about his PlayStation fans. <laughs> That he's not supposed to. That's what competition is. Again, Jim wasn't sitting back when he buys up Final Fantasy going, man, I know this is really going to hurt the Xbox fans, all those poor (laughs) gamers over there. I feel really bad doing this. It's just about numbers, guys. Jim ain't thinking like that. He knows better. He knows better. He's a smart dude when it comes to business and numbers. Jim doesn't even play the games. He doesn't play the games. He don't. He, again, he probably is less caring than anybody in the in the world. So a lot of this is nonsense. But at the end of the day, he's just trying to slow down the inevitable. And um, there's nothing he can do about it, really, at this point, except for scream and cry like he is right now. Sorry, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, there's not much he can do. I think he's trying to do what it, what he can to try and persuade people that Microsoft is bad. Right. And in the public eye, if he can get, create some kind of outrage against the executives of Microsoft and what they're doing behind the scenes, trying to create this like false narrative of, of all oh, they lying to you. They're lying to us. They're, they, this is what he said, but this is what he actually did, which is actually, if you look at the factual information is exactly what they said they did. In fact, actually not just by Phil Spencer, which he, put out there that Phil Spencer uh, put this out in the public. It was already made in 
a long time ago by Brad Smith in an interview, actually, that they had done this, right? This was already out there, but he's trying to create this narrative of the, the executives of Microsoft being bad guys, talking about their dealings behind the scenes now in the open public and, and throwing them under the bus. Well, guess what? We're we're going to throw you under the bus, Phil, and, and you're a liar because you're only giving us three years, and that's not good enough because we demand more because we're Sony. And we have players I would never work with them again. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. They're that's they're me. just making themselves vulnerable. I think to more um, host- hostility from Microsoft themselves. Because if you start coming up to their public image, right? Yeah, and and also to the regulators coming after them in this kind of way, um, I think that's going to open up some other avenues that Sony shouldn't really yeah. try and go after because. It's like you're playing with fire right there, you know, like Hogue said it. Hogue said that Jim shouldn't have come out and done this. Right. right. Hogue said this. Is I didn't see Hogue's response. response to this. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Hogue, you should go watch the video because it is awesome. And Hogue always lays it out. Yeah. But he just said, I I don't know if I would have ever advised Jim to say these things in public. And that's why I said last night too, man, when we were talking about this, that I think that some of this was a bait. I think that, yeah. I think that Phil, I think the attorneys that are involved on Microsoft side, wrote this up the you know the response that phil had mm-hmm. to kind of bait jim into this move i i really do believe that there's <laughs> some of that chess here because the attorneys would be smart enough to know that, again microsoft attorneys have been dealing with worldwide regulators forever okay this is this is an experienced company that knows what it's like to have to go through these processes i can guarantee you part of this was a bait to get jim to do exactly this to make a mistake in his desperation to put this out and start negotiating, right, um, and litigating this deal in public, which is never a good thing to regulatory bodies. They don't want that to happen. Most of this stuff, yes, some of them have been public with the CMA and the Brazilian courts, the Brazilian courts, because it's law of the CMA. I have no idea why they did it. But at the end of the day, it's going to look bad. Yeah. And They're the first ones open. that made public statements, right. actually, right? Right. The real public statements, right? Mm-hmm. Brazilian courts are just because it's, it's available. Yeah. Right. right. It's available to the public. But um, at the end of the day, when it gets down to it, they did open up some holes, just like the Brazilian responses did, for Microsoft to attack this and to start educating all these people who know nothing about this industry, about Sony's own dealings, and why this is okay and why this is not anything different. Sure, it might be a whole publisher, but at the end of the day, it might not be anything different than what Sony does. And in fact, in some ways, it's better because Microsoft is willing to be the good guys and open up offers and negotiate with Sony and keep games on their service, whereas Sony wants to keep things away completely from Xbox. So I think now they get to educate all these people on exactly how they operate because these people honestly don't know. They really don't know. They don't have a clue. What this industry is like. Nope. All they nope. know is what Sony sent them. Correct. Right. Correct. And that's why that's mirrored what Sony said, because nobody else had a challenge other than Sony. Right. That's why I, they had all these different companies that were mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm fine with the deal. They went to like several companies and Sony was the only one. With right. That's why companies. it reads like a copy and paste from Sony's Brazilian thing, because it's exactly the same response that they probably sent to everybody. All of these bodies are going to go into these, uh, uh, the the more strict ones like UK EU uh, and everything are going to go into a deeper thing on this seventy billion dollars deal, yeah, right? Just, 
the problem with these people is that these are the same people that say that violence in video games causes like violence in real life or whatever. And it's just like, come on, people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So it's just like they know nothing. Have, yeah. Right? They have no. That's why it's been up to them to learn. And that you know, the same Maven said themselves, we have to learn about this industry a little bit, right? And I think you may be onto something with like the bait thing because. If you can prove of their arrogance and their history of doing this exactly to them and you come out with their statement saying that three years is inadequate for their consumers, then it's just like, whoa, you're in the market. You have the market lead in this territory that is actually challenging this potentially or trying to go into phase two with this so right many now. Clear examples. Yeah. Like the, the market lead, you are increasing the prices of your consoles in other regions you are in that region specifically as well right <laughs> in that region you you have lawsuits of of uh basically uh for the stores where, where was that at that was that in the that was UK, UK, was in UK they were getting yeah. sold for five billion for overcharging skating suit for like five something billion there's like clear examples that they could use and that's just off the top of my head uh so we'll see on top, yeah. they got Jim to say that this was inadequate. And what Microsoft is going to be able to do is go educate the CMA and every every other regulatory body about how the deals in the video game industry work. Because they obviously are going to show them specific deals and say, look, we weren't lying when we were stating we were giving them a bigger contract than is normally offered in this industry as our, as a main competitor to Sony we were taking a neutral stance and offering them something beyond the norm in this industry. And look what they're doing. Look at their response, spitting in our face, ripping up the contract saying it's not good enough. When we offered this right away to him to make sure that they understood that we weren't taking this away from them. So that, again, that all goes into that education part and it shows hopefully again, if these people have Sony any brains, like, how bad Sony is, what, what Sony would be like, like. No, see, actually, we write ten-year exclusive contracts. Yeah, right. Exclusive contracts. <laughs> right. Yeah, but they weren't going to give us exclusivity. That's different from what we normally get. We're not going to have marketing right. rights. That's different from what we normally get. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the posturing they'll use. Well, I mean, right. and but Microsoft is. I obviously has these examples of like everything that you're saying that you won't don't want to happen to your consumer on your platform has been done to our consumer on our platform affecting our business, right? So if Call of Duty were to leave your platform, so we would love Final Fantasy, right? We would love all these other franchises that that you have been keeping off of Xbox. But guess what? You're using your market position, that which is dominant, and a lot of the areas, especially from with the publishers where these publishers are located, especially like the Japanese publishers and and stuff like that, and you're using your dominant market position to persuade and have influence over the contracts which you're negotiating with and keeping content off of your competitor's platform. And that is completely actually what the cop where regulators are supposed to be against themselves. Period. Even without the steel being taking place however nobody wanted to call it out before because they wanted the ability to potentially do it themselves right like the entire market the entire industry wants the ability to be able to do stuff like that for themselves but with with sony playing with fire here and actually trying to call out microsoft for giving them an inadequate deal is potentially setting themselves up for more scrutiny than they're prepared for because guess what they have actually raised cases against other large companies 
her dominant market position and taking advantage of contracts with with uh, with uh, using their position and also for affecting the consumer with unnecessary price increases and such. And you can make an argument that Sony has done such in that specific market, which they are challenging Microsoft in, because guess what? They didn't raise the prices in the U.S. They raised it in the U.K. Also, guess who didn't raise the prices? Microsoft and Nintendo. The other two main competitors that are being looked at here in this industry. Also, both Nintendo and Microsoft both are still selling games at $60, where Sony is selling games at $70. Uh, So you add the price markup on the console. You add the price markup on the games. You add the fact that their subscription service is inferior but more expensive than Game Pass. Uh, across the board, using dominant market position, not only to charge consumers more, but also to affect the contracts and give mar- swaying uh, contracts that are made with publishers to get content on your platform, adding sub- supplementary language that are, is, has nothing to do with that existing contract, like marketing rights, adding clauses in there that keep that off of other platforms, right? There's actually language that they've used against Google as examples of how that is why they challenged Google in the UK and have have actually won with this. Right. So they they are actually committing a couple different things that the industry could bring to light and, and use this against them. But they haven't done so yet. But this is opening up a can of worms, I feel like, potentially that they may not want to play with. Right. Hence why they also didn't allude to the fact that this is a different market with cloud gaming. And that is going to completely shut the whole argument down for them because that was their only avenue to potentially get this deal challenged, in my opinion. So guess what, Sony? I think you already lost. You're just playing the game now to uh, try and get as much as you can with with the regulators and try and make them feel like they won as well by getting as much of a concession as you possibly can. I feel like Sony's the type of people that will make a fake contract and be like, look, we signed a uh, contract with Sony Santa Monica ourselves yeah. for an exclusive deal. It's like, you just signed a contract with yourself. Why does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. No, but we see it's here in the court. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, like that. to add also, um, you have, you know, Nintendo Switch is also a competitor and you don't see them, you know, they don't even have Call of Duty. And they I think to. that, yeah, well, like right now, they, they, they're still competing. They're still selling like crazy. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have the need for Call of Duty. And then uh, another thing that's not going to help uh, Sony is that uh, Microsoft actually has receipts. I mean, they bought Bethesda. They got the Deathloop contract there. They have uh, the Ghostwire Tokyo. They probably have, they might have, uh, some documentations about you know Sony trying to get um, Starfield exclusive, you know, so so they have some receipts there that they can also use. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think yeah. honestly, uh, you know, the regulator's job is to protect the consumer and also to protect competition, which um, this deal honestly won't affect um any of, of, of them if, if anything it will benefit the consumers and the employees also which was the original yes. argument that they already solved that as well so there's no like this last thing is this entire deal revolves around call of duty which is just completely ridiculous <laughs> but it's where <laughs> yeah. we're it's where we're at right now um but yeah guys wants to bring any sort of criticism because uh, I, I keep hearing a, a couple things from sony 
Sony fans side mm-hmm. of things. Um, the the main criticism I could even think of, oh, uh, that or the main criticism coming from the Sony side is that the way they manage studios is is uh, a negative to the Activision deal. <laughs> they basically don't want it to happen because of how Microsoft handles their studios. Um, what do you guys think about that? It's ignorant as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Activision yeah, it Studios is. are going to like pretty much operate as Activision Studios except for the fact that uh human resource areas and stuff like that are hopefully going to get improved. Um, Bobby will be gone. Yeah. Which is the big thing. Bobby will be gone. They'll have new people in place. They're going to go to a no crunch just like the rest of Xbox's studios. We've already talked about this. The games are going to take longer to make. We just all got to start getting used to that. But at the end of the day, this is nothing but a If you have change. 50 studios, it doesn't matter if they take longer to yes. make because you should have enough to cycle more in between. Than Look at where we're going to be at next year, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Like, are we really concerned with not enough stuff to play? No. My God. You know, like, no. it, this year sucked, right? For first party and uh, third party publishers as well. Uh, you know, they didn't have a lot of big AAA stuff. We're going to have some stuff more towards the end of the year. And then 2023 is going to be absolutely insane. But that was more of an industry thing. The only two that you can give props to is Sony and Nintendo, actually, for getting out uh, quite a bit of uh, big games. But um, other than that, across the board, EA, Ubisoft, uh, Sega, even, and Microsoft. Well, they got Sonic coming out. They do have Sonic, so I'll give, I'll give Sega a little bit of credit. They also had a Total War, I think, come out this mm-hmm. year as well. Yep. So Sega kind of did good there. But across the board, the whole industry's kind of had less. This year, that's why 2023 is so strong. Right. I really want I can't wait for Microsoft to to start having that domino effect because they have so many studios, they have so many games in the works. And um it, it's like they, they can't escape that sort of criticism because mm-hmm. of what happened in the past. And that's yeah. it's it's pretty valid to be honest, like mm-hmm. what happened in the past. Absolutely. There is criticism still, to be had. So yeah, we've criticized them a lot. Yeah. That. Yeah. But at the same a time, a lot of it's not also their no, fault. No, no, right. but there is specific yeah. examples of studios that maybe do need some micromanagement. Rare yeah. is one of them, right? There, there are some studios that are obviously not flourishing without a lot of hands-on from Xbox, right? We can point to a couple examples here, uh, but overall, go ahead, finish your finish your thought three, but I didn't mean to jump in. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, um, yeah. like, now Phil, it's a different situation in the case that Phil now has the full backing of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, uh, Xbox, over time, I feel like their design philosophy of, of acquiring it and their vision has changed over time. Yeah. And um and expanding to different markets and also just increasing the amount of studios so that way game pass is the main avenue where you can pretty much play a multitude of different genres coming in from their studios and i I think once the domino effect starts to happen it's Mm -hmm. it's just going to be uh insane (laughs) it's going to be insane starts next year right yeah starts next year yeah. Next year. And, and Fable, when people see Fable. When's it coming up for a bit? Release the date? I have no idea. No idea. Mm. But when these, it's ready. They they need to. I think a lot of people. I, I think they just. People need to, need to see it, honestly. Mm-hmm. When yeah. the dominoes start to fall and people just start seeing all these different games coming to Xbox, they're just. It's going to be very hard to ignore. And then on top of that, 
you have all these amazing games coming out and that's not even mentioning Activision and what they're working on. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so you're going to say something, no. Punk. No, no, no. I was just going to say that a lot of this, um, I was listening to Spooky Show the other night with uh, Umbra and those guys over there and they actually had an interesting discussion about this and I, I, I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, but a lot of what the play, a lot of the criticism or concerns about all these studios and Xbox and Microsoft not getting onto a consistent content basis. And again, this year, again, it's, it's spilled milk, but we all, yeah. had, we've all said it, that this is never, this can never happen again. This is an awful year for mm -hmm. first party. Okay. But the, the, the point being is all these people talk about all these st studios that they bought even prior to Zenimax, right? The, the oblivions, the in exiles, the compulsions, and they all talk about these studios. Like they weren't, already making games that came mm -hmm. out for multi-plat because they were already producing those games and then they started on new games. Nobody talks about the fact that all these studios are growing underneath Microsoft and Xbox, that the in exiles, the compulsions are now going to start making triple a big games. They have like five projects to. too. Right. They have right. Oblivion has like five projects, right? We, you know, Sawyer went out and made his dream game because of Microsoft and Xbox and Pentiment. The, none of the people that ha try to have these conversations or throw out this nonsense really think logically through this. Games take approximately what from start to finish. Three bit is is six years, a rough estimate from start to finish pre production all the way through from scratch. Yeah, from scratch for a AAA yeah. game somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, six years. Six years. So these studios were bought in 2017 and 2018. That's when they went on their first major buys, right? The Oblivions, the Exiles, all those. Uh, studios. That, that means 2023, 2024. And like I said, all this buildup in between, all these studios are taking a step up from what they were used to be doing. And now Oblivion's doing one, they want one game per year for the next four or five years or whatever it is. All these studios are taking another step up in this whole game of development. And they all forget to talk about that and how that can change things. And now on top of that, got the pandemic, got all this stuff happening in the world. Then you got Microsoft saying no more crunch, we're going to country zones, all these changeovers, right? And we're going to see it. Microsoft has now put an emphasis on quality control. They have put an emphasis on polishing these games. That's why we saw Redfield get delayed. That's why Redfall get delayed. That's why we saw Starfield get delayed. They want to not just put out games anymore. They want to put out top tier quality games like the Sony studios. So all of that is happening at the same time. That's why we had a year like this year. It happens. It's going to happen when you're making these huge changes. Again, is there some fair criticism? Absolutely. I've given them fair criticism. If something happens next year and we get like two first party games next year. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm going to have something to say. Okay? I think, <laughs> I think that might be Sony next year. Like we'll, yes. if, yes. Yes. if they yes. don't just pump out remakes, we're, yes. we may get one game from them next year. If it's we're, not remake stuff, we're going to get factions, maybe Spider-Man two factions and then, is not coming out next year. Yes. Factions is out next year for sure. 100% <laughs> factions out next year. And then Spider-Man two, and maybe they have a couple second, third party deals in there as well, right? Maybe, but we don't know about any of them. And maybe one of those games as a service comes out, two of those games as a service show up in some state. We don't know what they're going to be like. We don't know anything, but yes, absolutely. But again, just back to my original point here, everybody's got to take a step back and realize what a move, monumental 
shift and change this was. And you can say, wow, 2017 was a long time ago. We should be seeing something from that. With this kind of shift in Microsoft and Xbox and what they're trying to accomplish and get to, again, they internally reviewed some Sony titles, including The Last of Us, to find out what it was that their games were missing. We had the days of gone where Microsoft was struggling and just pushing games out the door because they had to have something and they turned out not so good. So now that they're focused on this quality and they want to get to that point where they start seeing those awards at the end of the year where people start talking about their games at like the same kind of people talk about God of War and The Last those of Us. Those bangers. It takes time. And that's exactly what's happening here. But it starts in 2023. I absolutely firmly 100 believe that percent believe that. But we need to see it like 3-Bit just said. You got to see it to believe it. But when we start seeing it, then we're going to go, aha, great. We're on board. Let's go. I mean, we're all on board anyways, but I'm just saying the rest yeah. of the gamers who don't believe in this are finally going to see the light yeah. and they're not going to be able to deny it. Anymore. A, a lot will, of them are, I got to see it to yeah. believe it. Right. Instead yeah. of just yes. know about it's coming, it's coming. Well, we keep hearing it's coming. It's coming. And I get that. I get it. You know what I mean? But like, it doesn't take the fact away that this shit's real. You know what I mean? Like it is, it exists. All these thousands and thousands of developers like three bit here are actually working on shit. They're not just like sitting there with their thumb up their ass, uh, going like, Oh, what do we do boss? <laughs> I don't know. Microsoft direct me into what to do now. I, I'm just sitting here. And I mean, th- these games are being made, right? Yes. They're being made. And there a lot of projects have been announced more than in any other platform. Really. We have uh, announced that are coming to game pass day one, right as well. So not only are you getting, the crazy amount of projects, but you're also getting them all in a service. That's a cheap ass subscription service. That's uh, crazy value. It's still mind boggling how inexpensive it is. And it's about to be even a better value if you have a family. Uh, so like, but you're all always going to have the clown squad out there. It's yeah. Like the second a no bad game what. comes out, that's like 75 yeah. on Xbox. Yeah, you're, 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 Xbox games. Are trash. You see <laughs> it already with games that aren't even out yet. Right? right, because they're preparing for that. Oh, Starfield's mid. Starfield. Yeah, the response mid. to Starfield was funny as hell. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You've seen this across the board. People forget. People have short memories, and people are going to use whatever they can to try and twist things into this negative Xbox thing. Xbox is, is literally they're tackling almost every genre. Yes. If you and and if you look at it like, what game does PlayStation have right now that competes with the game like Halo? You'd be like, okay, well they just bought Destiny. You're like, okay, cool. Uh, then you start looking at all of the different games that Microsoft has either in the works or just has as an IP. You have Fable, you have Avowed, you have Starfield. <laughs> it, it just goes on and on. And that's when you're like, okay, well, Sony, they are the masters of action adventure games. What yeah, one fucking genre, right? They're amazing. <laughs> They're yes. an amazing yep. masterpiece at this genre, and it's one of the best genres in gaming, and people love it, right? But I see too much, too many times people are like, well, Xbox doesn't have games for me. Well, guess what? Maybe you should play more games than just fucking action adventure games, right? It's maybe, the same people who say you have nothing to play right now. Maybe it's you like- should play more games than just a third person action adventure <laughs> game because guess what? There's all these genres that exist. Guess what? Sony doesn't even have an answer for themselves. But those aren't bangers. They they're not on Sony. They don't have if an Sony arcade was racer them, that like they would be bangers. They don't have an arcade racer like Forza Horizon, right? They don't have a fantasy RPG. They did Motorstorm? Yeah, they they fucking <laughs> let them go. Motorstorm and Drive Club, even. Yeah, they yeah, let them. Club they even. let them go. They let those studios go. Guess what? Xbox isn't the only ones that cancels and closes down studios, are they? No, this happens to other places. They Killzone. 
Could you just imagine if if they kept siphon filter going for 20 years yes. that oh, would be a competitor God. to halo at this point right yeah. gabriel so logan calm. could be the fucking face of playstation like yes just, they, they did it to so, many, so many titles so many franchises so many titles just thrown in the closet locked up boarded up nope we don't need to touch those anymore we got all of our third party friends who love to deal with us even though we bully them they love it and they're going to make those games for us and we're just going to focus on what we do best. And that's all we got to do. And we're going to coast. We've got the Call of Duties of the world pumping money into us. We're good. They didn't see the freight train coming when they woke up Godzilla. Okay? They didn't see it coming <laughs> when Microsoft fully backs Xbox. They did not expect that to happen whatsoever. They got caught with their pants down. And now they're trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do to try to stick in their number one place. I fear we don't have a, a sleeping giant. Yes, they have. <laughs> They have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. They did. And that's where we're headed right now. And again, 2023 starts it. The avalanche is going to begin and it's going to be crazy when this gets rolling because like three bit, you're just pointing out how much we already in map constantly points us out. And he did a whole show on it one time by himself. How many IPs that are announced code names that we have double that because that's probably what they've got started somewhere else. Right. They pro- all these teams have, are, have grown so big, working on multiple projects now. The chances are, and then you throw in Activision Blizzard. And again, if the rumors are true, we already know Blizzard's working on, what, two new, new IP. Then all of a sudden you get this rumor that Infinity Ward is breaking off a team, bringing in an ex-Bioware ex team to create a new first-person shooter RPG. How many of their other teams are starting to prepare for that as they move away from Call of Duty a little bit here? So again, you're going it's unstoppable. This is going to be massive. This is going to be the biggest slew of games any generation that we've gotten from one first party. It's going to be yeah. crazy. To, and to, I I have that list still. So yeah. You I mean, have no idea what they're about to see. Without <laughs> like here's the thing, this is actually outdated now cuz there's been things since this. Like since this like we've had Pentiment, you know, was revealed and we've had other other things as well, right? So um other projects that are we know is exists that due to leaks and stuff, but even with just the things where the devs have actually come out and said we're working on this, but they haven't maybe made a name or whatever. There's uh, over thirty things, right? At least, okay. So there's World's Edge has another game, a partnership have you game. That list, and not in a while. That- this is months <laughs> old, right? But Xbox hasn't revealed a whole lot since then, anyway, as well. So it's not too outdated. There's going to be some things that are missing. We'll get into that. But uh, World's Edge has a partnered game with uh, probably Relic or something like that again. Um, then we also have the Coalition has two projects in the works. One of them is a new IP. And then also we're assuming Gear 6 is the other one. Then we also have Compulsion Games, which is Project Midnight. Uh, it's a third-person action game. Uh, Double Fine has uh, new games, actually, uh, that they're prototyping right now. Matt Booty actually alluded to that. Um, they're, they do have one that, uh, that even, um, uh, what's the name of the, uh, uh, double fine, um, Tim, no, Tim, Tim Schaefer, Tim Schaefer. Yeah. Tim, yeah. Tim, yeah. Tim, where you're going with this. Yeah. Tim, Tim Schaefer actually said that they have something they're really excited about that's bigger than anything they've done before, uh, that they're working on as well. Um, the initiative has perfect dark. Um, in exile has the steampunk first person shooter RPG as well as a second project they're working on. Um, the steampunk first person shooter RPG, 
uh, is supposed to be amazing. And actually, Matt Booty was extremely excited about that game when he was talking about it. Mechanics, and, unique mechanics. Yeah. It sounded like arcane to me um, when he was talking about it. Yeah, Mo Young, at, we've had the new Minecraft spinoff, which has since been announced, which is Minecraft Legends, which is coming. Um, then we have Ninja Theory's Hellblade 2 and Project Mara. Um, Obsidian has Grounded, which is releasing this year officially, Avowed, and Pentiment, which at this time I had listed as another project, and then Outer Worlds 2. Yep. Uh, Playground has Fable. Uh, Rare has... Anything else through a bit? <laughs> Rare has Everwild, right? Uh, Turn 10 has Forza Motorsport. Undead Labs has State of Decay 3. Xbox Game Studios Publishing had As Dust Falls that since released also has Contraband. Uh, then we also have like 10 other projects that they're rumored and to have. And don't sleep on Undead on. Labs now that we've heard about what's yep. going on with State of oh, Decay yeah. 3. That might be yes. further away, but that Unreal Engine 5 with Coalition coming in and helping them, Undead Labs could be that sleeping studio. It had issues, but if they come out with State of Decay 3 and it looks like that trailer... Don't be surprised. Is Coalition just like a support studio mass. at this point? They're helping everyone. They're helping they everybody. everybody. They're <laughs> wizards, man. Yeah. They are. Wizards. They are. They're the gods of the Unreal Engine. Like yep. yeah. Even yeah. even <laughs> Epic needs help yes. from the Coalition. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, since everyone is almost using uh, Unreal Engine right now, I think the Coalition is helping everyone You know, guide them. Invaluable. Invaluable yeah. to have them. Yes. So, something real quick that to add to what Ponzo was saying yeah. earlier. Um, a lot of these games uh like even like years ago like people have already like play playable builds of these games yep. so you can tell how much time and, and effort they're put into polish this game so correct when correct. they come out i, I think yeah. they're gonna be really popular they've been standing behind quality is a big factor with them too on these games and they had the xbox games lately have not been coming out broken messes like a lot of the other games have out there so um also we got maybe lacking on content updates for, for for Halo, but when it came out, it was really really polished game, right? Um, that we're only about halfway through, guys. It's fucking crazy, right? I mean, how many games are already list? Um, but we also Bethesda Game Studios got Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. Um, it keeps teasing something, yep. like Wait. we. We think it's Quake. They have not said it, but we know they're working on a project, right? It's Quake. Uh, Arcane has Deathloop coming to Xbox finally, which they already have released since on PlayStation, and Redfall is coming. Um, Alpha Dog Games has, uh, which is a studio that was a mobile game developer, has a M- Mighty Doom. I think that's already potentially out, but they also ha- are working on something else. Um, I don't know what it is, but Zenimax Online. Also has an unannounced major huge IP that they are going to be working on. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about what that is, but they've already said that they're working on this, right? Uh, Machine Games has Indiana Jones and probably Wolfenstein 3. Correct. Um, Ghost, Tango Gameworks has Ghostwire Tokyo. And also the new game that has already been and said that they're working on from the Evil Within 2 game director John Johannes. Um, Roundhouse Studio is also working on an exciting new project, which is rumored like potentially a to be a Mar- could be a, a there's rumored to be a Marvel game right now, mm-hmm. or or a Disney Star Wars or anything within that realm right now. And don't go, don't don't forget about Tango too. Recently, Shinji has come out. He's working with younger developers. That studio has been growing as well. They got multiple yeah. projects over there right now because he's working with yeah. younger devs. He wants to be the mentor 
for younger devs. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what uh, Ghostwire Tokyo was in a lot of ways was the younger devs giving them a chance. So they've got multiple projects at Tangle Gameworks as well right now. Yeah. And this doesn't count like the IO I interactive game. This doesn't count the certain affinity game, the Wu-Tang Clan game. Like all Indiana these Jones. And Indiana Jones, Jones was Ninja on Theory. here. Yep, machine. Oh, yeah, Ninja machine Theory had uh, Hellblade Two and uh, Project Mara. Project Mara. Right. Yeah. Um, but this also doesn't include Activision Blizzard, right? So if we no. get into Blizzard, <laughs> we already got Overwatch Two, which is Overwatch One, just free to play. Um, yep. Diablo Four, um, World of Warcraft expansion. The, the, the two, uh, one new survival game that's already been announced from Blizzard um, that. Yep. Supposedly, people are really excited about the behind the scenes. And then Activision. I I have left Activision blank because guess what? I mean, they have a shit ton of studios. We have no idea what's going to end up coming from about them. Three Call of Duties right now. But there's going to be at least three <laughs> Call of Duties, right? Like that we can count on for sure. And, and that includes Warzone and all these other things. And this and doesn't even. for Bob teased another game as well. Yeah. So. And this doesn't yeah, touch the other game that Infinity Wars rumored to have spun off on as well. And it also doesn't include anything from mobile and King. <laughs> Um, also, and this also doesn't include Game Pass deals with third parties as There's well. There's also a ID Xbox event uh, next week, so we might yeah. get some indie stuff. Yeah, and TGS, we're going to get some indie stuff and we'll get yeah. some new stuff too. I mean, again, look at what they're doing over there in the East. We just got we just got Gungrave announced for Game Pass. They're moving on the East. They got a new team yeah. over there that has started on a project. That, that list doesn't include um, Kojima. Uh, you didn't yeah. include Kojima yeah, yeah. in there. So, yeah, again, they're making moves. Which they did announce since this, right? Yep, exactly. Yep, since they Yeah, there's there's them. a lot of different things. And I had um, also the projects uh, that were rumored. I was trying to find that one, um, if I can. But here we go, it's rumored projects. Like yeah, Certain Affinities, Monster Hunter game, uh, Project Belfry, which is like a, a beat-em-up game. Oh, I don't remember. So freaking good. Um, Project Vonnegut. I, was that the human kind? Is that the one that was? Uh, the, I don't know. Oh, no, the, on that one. I, I think the certain the certain affinity one isn't that like a monster hunter. One? Yeah, the monster hunter. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's one that's like a grand strategy game that was revealed actually at yeah. um at the Xbox showcase. I don't remember Aura or something. Aura. Like or? Yeah. I think I don't. One of these is that. I don't remember which one. I think it could be Vonnegut. I'm not sure. Uh, there's also uh, Halo has supposedly another side project. Uh, Project Tatanka potentially, um, as well. That would be certain affinity. Uh, they were working on a one versus one hundred revival potentially. That has been, been in the delayed so and pushed push just... back. Who knows what's happening with that? I Other... love that game. Oh, I hope it that was out. that was Project Pax Day. That was Project Pax Day. That was Aura, right? So we don't know what Vonnegut is. There's the Project Dragon, which is IO's game. Um, then there's which is supposed to be the biggest game they think they've ever made. Right, yep. it's like great, like crazy. I remember Jez alluding to that game last time he'd heard information about it. it. Is absolutely insane, and we know that there's more to this too because with IO's interact, IO Interactive's financials that they've recently released and came out, yeah. they said that the things they're working on are going to take several years and they're massive projects. Did you right? leave a valid off the last list? No, no it was on there. Oh, okay. There was just so many <laughs> damn games; it's hard to remember all of them, right? Um, yeah. IO's numbers don't matter, folks, because they're going to be underneath yeah. the umbrella, so they don't care. There's Project Shaolin, <laughs> which is that Wu Tang uh, game yeah. uh, made by that developer. We already know who the devs are. I can't remember the name of that team, but uh, they'd already done. Uh, Golden is it Lion? It's something Lion. What is it? Golden Lion something? Yeah. Can't Brass remember. Lion. What is it? Brass Lion. 
Brass line. Thank Brass you. Line. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yes. Uh, something called Project Velvet. I don't remember what that is. Uh, pro- and then there's another thing called Project Indus. I don't remember what that is. And then Indus. Indus was the I think the grand Indus strategy song? game. Indus was okay. Yeah, oh, I think no. Indus was okay. the grand. I think that was. The I thought that was strategy. PAX Day. No, I think Indus was. Okay. Sure. And then we had the Kojima Cloud game that I put on here. But there's also rumored Killer Instinct coming back potentially. That's been alluded to that they had found a partner with that as well. I mean, there's just so much shit. Like, th- those are some of the rumored projects. You can't mark a lot of those down, right? Be- yeah, that's why I didn't include them in that other list, just because they have not officially been announced or marketed to us no, yet. That was right? like 30, 40 plus games mm-hmm. if you included, go, if you included everything like, i put that was 47 games yep and now let's go down sony's Sony. <laughs> all right <laughs> spider-man <laughs> 2 wolverine yes, um, project indus was the 4x strategy i just looked it up okay side, so right on you figure ghost of shishima 2 uh mm-hmm. spider-man That's 2 wolverine yep. uh they have Perfect. a lot of third-party deal things like, like they last of factions there, there's no, ten. Um, Bend is working on something. Bend is working on something. Yeah, new IP. There's two Bungie games, right? I think. Well, they have more well, Destiny, and then they have a new IP. Yeah. New IP. Yeah. Yep, yep. But that's the supposed ten. to be multiplat. So yeah, does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the the ten live service games. Yep. That, ten that's live in service works. games, and by 2025. Um, yes. Um. Supposed so, does that to be count mobile? Does mobile those ten game? live service games count mobile games? Yeah, so, uh, Sony Santa Monica's got uh, obviously oh, Corey's, Corey's working on a new game too, new IP as well. Yeah, yeah possibly right. space related or something. Possibly sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. For the the brass oh, line Final one, Fantasy. that's that's the one they're relating <laughs> to the Fantasy. to the Wu Tang, right? Yeah, Wu Tang yeah. Clan. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that one. I I don't know if their game is actually you know actually an xbox game you know if it's coming exclusive but we did have one of their developer yeah and they are working on unreal engine 4 and they were moving it to unreal engine 5 cool and a lot of the description that was provided does match up with um you know the code and and everything all the information we know from project wu-tang yeah so it, yeah. it sounds very interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, that was one that, was one that leaked it. Was a grub, yeah. And they said it yeah, was like one of the Xbox partnership deals from yes. the game studio publishing. Right? They were they were helping in some way funding right. or partially yeah. funding. Yeah, which they've done before for games that weren't just part of their publishing agreements as well, right? Um so who knows exactly what the involvement is, but you can rest assured those projects are coming to Xbox, right? So yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting in the next couple years, guys. And that's why when we bitch about 2022, we're not freaking out. Like, show me the proof. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like you have to be like completely oblivious to what's going on in the industry and what they've been doing to think that that's not going to change. Just just do right? the math right there with what we know, Matt. Just do the math from what we know. You just live to, let's just say 45 games in the next five years, which is realistic, right? The next yeah. five years will put us in the 2027, right? Mm-hmm. 2028. Which, five years, 45 games, that's nine games a year. You add Activision Blizzard, you're getting more than that. Yes, yes. That's nine yeah. games a year. It, and I think Sony's <laughs> list is only in like the 25 yeah. to 26 range. Maybe. And, and, and a lot of those are kind of like third-party yeah. Correct. deals and then that's Ask. the 10 games as a service so yeah even if you stretch it out to like eight years that's still yeah. a crazy shit ton of games per year and then if you also add to the fact that a lot of these games are like ongoing games that are going to be added content 
And that's where the things get crazier, right? These games, yeah. you can play on your phone. You can play on your PC. You can play on your Xbox. You can play on a TV, but that doesn't even have an Xbox connected to it. Because guess what? You got the app on that TV, right? You got all this shit. You pay 25 bucks a month for an entire family of five. And you can access all these damn games. And that's why we kept, have been preaching for like two years now that guess what? Value will speak for itself. It's mm-hmm. already, even in a year in 2022, which Xbox had shit for first party, they've been gaining in market share. In a year yeah. where games matter the most, remember this, to everybody says this, what sells platforms? Games. Exclusives. And in a year where Xbox had almost nothing for first party, they gained in market share. That is absolutely fucking mind-blowing. Now, you add into the fact this shit that we just all went through, all these damn games, and add it up over the next five, six years, what do you think Sony's thinking, right? We need Call of Duty. They, they need Call of Duty. <laughs> they, they, exactly, Jasper. <laughs> they're, they're on a different level. Like When, when, when we say this on different shows, I, I think people don't always grasp what mm-hmm. we mean by that, but when we say Microsoft is on a different level, that's not a comment towards sony in a a negative like in a negative connotation it's literally just saying microsoft is a trillion dollar company they have uh a very large pocket of money to spend on these studios comparing it to sony which is is they they have a less budget right yeah per year um and it's it's just gonna show it's gonna be that's gonna be a lot more obvious and and next year <laughs> but also like in the years to come i i think the the difference between these companies are, are just going to get more and, and more uh, obvious yeah um, guess what consumers care about their value their money more than anything else and if you can get more bang for your buck and more functionality with that it's going to grow in people and get people in the ecosystem like it's just yes you're still sony's going to have their thing and they're going to still be able to sell to those enthusiasts and, and have a big piece of the pie and potentially you still be bangers. right there with, with, with Microsoft. And Microsoft is gaining a lot of the share that Sony was used to having all to themselves, right? And they don't like people are that. Gonna look at, people are going to look at Call of Duty being $70 on Sony and then seeing it on Xbox on Game Pass and just be like, huh, yeah, that's the same game, better performance, actually. Yeah, but that's just and that's just one game. Three bit. Add Starfield to that. Add Forza Motorsport to that. Add Fable to that. Add Perfect Dark to that. Add Hellblade Two to that. Add all these huge games. Yeah, seeing it through the eyes of Jim Ryan because apparently all he cares about is Call of Duty. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. why they're worried because they know they can't match. Because again, goes on Game Pass, it's automatically associated with Xbox, right? Yeah. So Call of Duty, no matter what they do, will never be associated with PlayStation again, and he knows it. And that's a huge hit. Well, guess what? Good old Jim could make a little bit more of an effort to at least get started into this by putting some of their damn games into their service right now. Right? You really want to fight this? You really want to have a place in the future where this is going and be in a strong position? Start growing your user base on PlayStation Extra by giving people something worth subscribing for. Right? That would add value and we would lose profit. But you would gain that's recurring, he, recurring that's revenue. That's literally how they think, though. They're, like he, but he said that he said Game Pass isn't sustainable. So this, that's just like his mindset isn't 
I think so. They also said they believe in generations and all this other bullshit. With their games, it's not. With their games, it's not three bit. Well, that's why they're doing 10 live service games, right? Right, right. But until they get those and until a couple of them hit, they're stuck because their Mm -hmm. games are basically the same as what Netflix is going through right now with the binging. If they put out the entire show, people binge it. And One cut and off done. The subscription, yeah. right? That's exactly what happens. That's why Netflix is now talking about not doing that anymore. And mm. that's Sony's problem with those types of games that are not set up to live on, to have multiplayer experiences, to monetize them, all the stuff that's normal on our side, on the Xbox side of things. That's not what Sony has. So they're in that position. If they release God of War into PlayStation Plus Premium, guess what? People would pick subscribe for one month and then cut off their subscription you get it for imagine 15 bucks had... instead of 70 and then <laughs> yes yes well, imagine if you had like 20 god of wars sure and then you stay subscribed but they can't just... do that but they, but they can't. can't they can't yeah they can't <laughs> they, they can't afford to and, no. and i and um and that's not it it's just it's it is what it is you have a trillion yeah. dollar company who, who's capable of buying all these studios buying all this talent um and and their vision for game pass is to have games in in all these different genres um and by by doing that you you are looking at your own like your netflix of gaming you know that's a term that's that's thrown around you you are sitting you're looking at your game pass uh catalog and you're seeing really good racer you see the next forza you see avowed in there you see fable (laughs) and then it it just it becomes mind-blowing like wow all of this for a subscription price but it, and, that's why they're also buying so many studios so they can own their content like yes. netflix they're taking the best yeah. of netflix and mm-hmm. the best of yes. disney plus they're taking the the returning people from disney plus but they're owning the original content like netflix likes to do so correct right. i got there I, I got the solution for for their problem but gamers might not like that they can just break the the games like into chapters and be like, "Got a war." Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Sour blows. Just like Final did that because just like Final Fantasy, just like Final Fantasy Seven, right? <laughs> so just break them all up into three pieces and charge full price for each piece. That Miles was be, chapter two of Spider Man. I mean, I wouldn't actually be surprised <laughs> if they didn't kind of take a, an approach of have these different franchises and keep adding content like every yeah. year yes. to each one. Yes. Yeah. Right, yes. like okay, you got your Spider-Man content coming this year. Do you got so that way they have something every quarter. You know what I mean, or, or yeah. so that would keep people in. Um, but plus, they're also investing in like live service games. Where I have an issue with them, if you know, there is the fact that they're already not taking a step further on the games that would make sense, like Gran Turismo. Right, like right. it, like why not? It didn't sell like as much as you wanted it to. <laughs> it and that game got too much heat at the start. It, that game got too much heat at the start for them to start adding microtransactions and try to make that carry on. Right, like but that. that's like the one game that's yeah. set up for the subscription service. They should yeah. drop yeah. it in there. That is like the perfect one because people will jump in there and for free or for free, quote unquote, as we always like to think it is. But jumping in a subscription service, people would be more likely to buy the cars and spend the extra money to get the extra cash and all that kind of stuff in game. If you have it in your service, it's the mm. one game they have. Yeah. And they're not doing it. They're being stubborn as always. And then somebody like somebody like me might double dip if they would have put it on PC. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's the, the free to play model. Uh, a lot of uh, games, they, they get you for, with the game being free. So you get people in the ecosystem and then the, the gamers are like, Oh, how do I access these skins? How do I access the battle pass? Yep. How do I, ex- yep. oh, I, I could pay 
uh, $60, whatever, sure, I'll, I'll buy that. And then you're like, oh, I want to buy these skins too. Before you know it, they spend more than what the game's worth. Correct. So that, that's why the model works for a lot of different games. And um, I mean, one of the reasons uh, I've heard where Sony uh, wanted to buy Bungie was because they wanted to figure out how to do that model, how yes. to monetize that model. And I was like, that's the reason you bought Bungie <laughs> for like, <laughs> what was it? Like $3 billion four just to figure out. Like, yeah, four four point eight billion billion just to figure that out. You're like, you need, need to buy a three whatever four billion dollar company just to figure out that model um and apparently yes uh so apparently yeah apparently because you're not dropping destiny in their playstation premium which doesn't make any sense to me why would you drop destiny into your playstation plus premium right now yeah because you can charge them for it charge great great (laughs) is this an outdated model i think they're 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 uh going by but yes they have because of their, they're the market. Well, to be fair, I think Destiny is free to play. You just got to pay for the expansions. You got to pay for yeah. the expansions, yeah. but they should throw the expansions yeah. in there. Is what they should do. Yeah, because Xbox did that with uh, Forsaken Game Pass and, for a while. Yeah, and and the other one afterwards. So, yep. yeah, put it in the premium subscription. You'll have more of the Destiny yeah. players subscribe, and they'll still probably do microtransactions for some of the stuff in the store. Buy the the whatever dust or whatever to you know dust. some of the, the emotes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Wow, we are three hours in, guys, yes. and we are still 60 strong in the chat. You guys have been like holding through with this conversation, guys. Appreciate each and every one of you hanging out. Uh, Victor Allstein hit us with a $2 super chat. He said, did, did Perfect Dark move from first to third person? I've seen some rumblings and rumors out there potentially about that. I have no idea. Um, until we actually see something from that game, I got no clue. But uh, that was something I did see on Twitter. Somebody mentioned something about that. Uh, but I don't really know where the source came from whatsoever. And it, it was like one of those trust me, bro type, you know, things. So we'll we'll see that. Um, I do think the only official information we had out there was that it was first person. So it's possible it switched, but who knows exactly. Um, but also, guys, I wanted to just uh, end this off with, uh, you know, we got Ubisoft forward coming tomorrow. Right. And we got a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff. Uh, we already talked about this a lot on, on this channel about Ubisoft Forward Showcase. We're going to be co-streaming this event uh, for anybody who wants to tune in. And uh, there's a pre-show and then the live show. So we're going to be covering both of those um, as well. So we'll be going about 30 minutes before before that. Um, but uh, as far as that goes, when we're doing the, our, our outros here, I want to just get one thing you hope to see at Ubisoft Forward Showcase tomorrow. So we'll start with our guest, Sour Blow Gaming. Tell us one thing you'd like to see at the Ubisoft Forward Showcase tomorrow, and also, where can everybody find you? I appreciate you being here, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm interested in seeing that, uh, you know, the live service, Assassin Creed. I want to see what it is about. I, I really don't envision Assassin's Creed as a live service game, but, you know, I'm all up for seeing what it is about and you know maybe it'll, it'll change my mind yeah um right where on, you man. can find me <laughs> uh you can find me everywhere at sour blow 18 uh twitter xbox uh youtube channel uh, um, um yeah youtube channel where i just uh recently started making uh like trailers i 
I grab a bunch of trailers and make my own trailers, put my own right music and stuff like that. And, um, you know, check it out. There's some interesting thing. And of course, uh, Wednesday, I'm with uh, Crazy Lou, Silent Cypher at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we have a podcast called Xbox International. You should go check it out. We have a lot of fun and, you know, talk gaming. Cool, man. I oh, appreciate you being here, dude. As always, uh, I think your second time here, and we got to have you back again in the future, man. Uh, love you on the show. So, um, also, here we have the always fuzzy one. What do you want to see tomorrow at the Ubisoft showcase, uh, Ubisoft Forward, and uh, where can everybody find you? want to see Heartland, uh, the Division mm-hmm. of Heartland. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. I, I knew you were going uh, there. Give us a good showing on that. But, uh, Man, it was awesome being on here with you guys. Awesome having Sour Blow on here with us as well. Uh, shout out to Caitlin uh, from being on here earlier and everybody that hung out with us through the entire episode and those that will catch it later. Uh, for anyone who wants to hear my rambling on gaming, just follow me on Twitter, fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, you can catch me on uh, PTK Blam Show tomorrow, the shop podcast with Pong at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, or 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. Uh, You can also find me on FSP on Mondays with Mav, Jasper, 3-Bit. I think Psychonauts is taking a bit of a a break for a bit, but uh, catch us at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday. Uh, Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. on Friday mornings on Double Barrel Gaming's channel, and then right back here on Xbox Ultimate with the family. Right on, at, uh, 9 p.m. Fridays. <laughs> Appreciate you, Fuzz. Three bit. You already know whatever is everything is going to be at this damn showcase tomorrow, probably. But besides the fact <laughs> that fact, what do you hope to see? And uh, where can everybody find you, bro? Uh, excited to see what Casey, Catherine, and the team worked on with Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's been hard keeping some of those games a secret. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and and Mario Rabbids, I did some title work for, so I really want to see how they evolve that and um, some of the other titles that they haven't announced yet. Just just excited overall to, yeah. to see uh, what ends up being in the showcase. As last year, I thought they were going to show, but it's been pushed to this showcase. So, um, thanks awesome. for bit. Do we get show. Splinter Cell? I'm actually not sure. Or <laughs> I mean, we're only twelve hours away or something at this Come point. Come on, three Do we get a teaser tomorrow. We get I, a teaser. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, here's the thing. Thanks for the amazing show. We really killed a lot of these topics. It, it's been really fun uh, jumping back on on the ultimate. It's been some time. Uh, it's always a pleasure getting to to talk with Pong and, and everybody. And um, if if anyone wants to hear my thoughts and opinions on things in the industry. You can follow me on Twitter at i3bit. I'm on FSP uh, on Mondays with uh, Fuzzy and um, at 10 p.m. Eastern chat. You've been amazing. Uh, And I'll see you guys on the next one. Right on, man. Appreciate you, bro. As always, love you, man. Um, Elvin, Elvin, he's not Fort Knox actually no, behind the no. scenes. All we gotta do <laughs> is like ask a lot of questions, <laughs> and like he his, his smile gives it away. I just can't do that on air too much because like I don't want to get him in poker trouble. Face yeah. Ever. <laughs> um, the realist himself, Debbie Downer, this uh, this guy Jasper, who uh, makes me get into Halo Infinite sweaty lobbies, uh, and I don't like that. But I don't uh, like it either. Where, where can everybody <laughs> find you, bro? Uh, and what well, are you, what are you excited about for tomorrow? Yeah, uh, Fuzzy stole my division pick, so yeah. I'm going to go with uh, 
either a new Rainbow Six, which would really be really surprising, or just maybe how the rework of X Defiance going. Mm. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I see yeah. where you went there. Yeah. Something more first-person shooter-ish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check me out, Lore Master Jasper on YouTube. I just put out a video of me reacting to the Star Trek Picard Season 3 trailer, so check that out if you're into Star Trek stuff or just want to see my stupid face. Uh, Lord Jasper on Twitter, check that out. That's where you can contact me. Um, and FSP is Monday nights, 10 o'clock here, and then Xbox Ultimate is Friday, 9 o'clock on this channel, so check that out. Heck yeah, man. Uh, appreciate you as always. Uh, Jasper, I know you'll be joining tomorrow. Um, and, and anybody else here obviously wants to hop in to the co-stream for Ubisoft is welcome, more than welcome to. Um, Pong Soul, the encyclopedia of gaming dating back to the very first game ever created, who works late on Friday, so we get gets to miss the first <laughs> half of the show. Uh, appreciate you as always, bro. Um, we missed the first third of the show. You tonight. did tonight. We went a little extra long. There's a lot of topics, though, to get to, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, what is what are you hoping to see tomorrow, and what where can everybody find you? Uh, first of all, fam, it was amazing to be here again on a Friday night. You guys know how much I love this. Three-bit, awesome to see your face, hear your voice, man. Uh, miss you all the time, man, because we used to have some really fantastic chats every week. So when you're not around, man, it gets – I miss it, man. I miss it. So yeah. good to see you. And Sour Blow, thank you so much for being here. Uh, man, a pleasure to have you on again. Love your takes. Love what you guys do over at XBI, even though I can't you know, catch it all the time. But I love all of you guys. You know that. Nothing but respect for every single one of you. So keep doing what you guys are doing because you're doing great things. And, and congratulations on the Danny uh, Pena interview. That was absolutely amazing to see you guys get that. that that's yeah. awesome, man. Um, but yeah, rest of the fam, love you all. Um, sorry I was late. Um, it is still 9-9. So happy Dreamcast Day, everybody. Yeah. Happy Dreamcast Woo! Day. Uh, RIP to the GOAT uh, of all time consoles, man. I've seen a lot of love out there on Twitter today. It was amazing to see people post stuff. So happy Dreamcast Dreamcast Day to everybody. But chat, you all are freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Stayed the entire show. We're starting to train you. I think Steele and I started something on Saturday. Everybody says you can't do more than two hours. Guess what? Now Mav and I are going over two hours every Thursday as well. Guess what? You're all sticking around. We love you. Thank you for being here and supporting us. All the great comments and and everybody just, again, having great discussions in there as well. Um, So tomorrow morning, listen up. It is living split screen. So set those alarms right now. Vic the Click has already got his alarm set. He's going to be there tomorrow morning, (laughs) as he always is. So I want to see everybody else in there. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, living split screen. Split screen is all one word. That's the channel. My brother from another Steel Rain and I are going to be breaking down all of this news. Now, we go three-plus hours, going four. We're going to make sure everybody gets out of there tomorrow in time for the Ubisoft Forward, of course, because Steele and I are looking forward to watching that as well. Uh, but you got to be there tomorrow morning, please, and tell a friend, bring a friend, because we are on Mission 1K. We are over 600 now, and if we make it, Steele plays Callista Protocol live on stream, and he does not like horror games. He's a lot like me, so it's going to be funny as hell if we get there. So anyway, see you tomorrow morning. Tomorrow night, like Fuzzy said, the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel. He's there, of course. Fuzzy's there. I'm there. We got Dr. Mo on as a guest this week, which is going to be awesome. So be there tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Tuesday, Xbox Factor Podcast. It's not looking like I'm going to make it this week, but you know it's Mr. Boomstick. It's Double Barrel Gaming. You got to be there for all good things green every Tuesday. Always an amazing panel. This week was crazy because we were all there. We had a huge panel. It was a lot of fun. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Again, Xbox Factor Podcast every 
Tuesday. Then Thursday might be a really, really crazy day. Mav has yet to decide how crazy it's going to be because we may go live at 4 a.m. our time for TGS, for the Tokyo Game Show. We might do it. Uh, otherwise, I got another show that has not been announced on Thursday as well. And then, uh, of course, I'll be back on for PM in the PM Thursday night, 9 PM Eastern, eight o'clock central time, Pong and Mav in the PM. You gotta be there. We have guests. We had a guest last night in Psychonauts. Brothers showed up and you gotta go check that out. But this week, Mav's got somebody else loaded up and it's going to be a big one. And then the following week, it's going to be another big one. So you gotta be there every Thursday night. Otherwise I'll be back here next Friday. Um, as far as tomorrow's show, Ubisoft Forward, really looking forward to Mirage, of course. Uh, the I, I saw some more stuff today that the uh, Assassin's Creed 1 remake is real. I'm hoping they talk about it. I'm hoping they show it off. I want to see Mirage. But in all reality, the one that's got me intrigued the most, the rumor of Hex. That's right, the one set during the Witch Trials. It's supposed to be the darkest Assassin's Creed they've done yet. Um, we think it's a part of the games as a service, the online kind of uh, Assassin's Creed world, whatever it is. I want to see just a glimpse of that expansion. I just want to see what kind of tone they're setting, what the atmosphere is going to be like. That's what I'm hoping to see tomorrow. Otherwise, Golden Age is here, folks. You just heard us list off what Xbox has in the works that we just know about. You just heard it. It's the golden age. This is going to be the best time ever to be a gamer. It is right now. So get out there, enjoy it. Have a great weekend. Play what you love. Love what you play. I'll talk to you all real soon. Right on, man. I appreciate you as always, Pong. Um, and guys, I am want to see one thing. I just want to hear. I just want them to say the word Splinter Cell. Right? That's all I need. Right? <laughs> if they just say the word Splinter Cell, I'll be happy. Okay? Besides that, which I know is pipe dream even though the game's been announced it's still a pipe dream i uh think that my number one thing would be potentially seeing that assassin's creed mirage game and what it's all about and hopefully getting a glimpse at the assassin's creed one remake um which is swirling around on twitter today that that's actually true as well uh so adding all these things up Assassin's Creed One remake and Assassin's Creed Mirage, getting back to the roots of what that is all about. I'm I'm super pumped. Um, I'm super pumped there. So, um, yeah, guys, this was a fantastic show. And like Pong said, I uh, got all, all these uh, PM in the PM. We got a couple guests coming up the next couple weeks. I, I think a lot of you will be excited for. So this Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, look out for those announcements. I like to wait to announce the guests just in case anything comes up. I don't want to, you know, to to feel like. Oh shit, or whatever. But uh, guys, this was awesome. To tell you, we got to stream tomorrow. I don't remember what time it, it happens, but I'll put out a post before yeah. t- tomorrow because I don't remember what time the pre-show is. But I put out it's a post. One thirty central, isn't it? Two thirty Eastern for the pre-show. So, yeah, isn't it? Is it a half hour so. before? I think, I think so. it's like a. Maybe, this is a, a the long pre-show. Five minutes. I okay. can't remember. I think something yeah. weird. I'll, I'll put out a post officially in the morning tomorrow sometime and we'll we'll uh we'll let you know before we go live and um looking forward to that and as far as other coverage here we have a fun speculation podcast monday nights at 10 p.m eastern time then we also have as always xbox ultimate but game streams and more guys that stream a lot of games so come hang out and uh, chat it up with us and you can check out this podcast on um, anchor.fm on spotify google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, apple podcast all that shit if you if you like it check it out as well um after the fact so appreciate you guys wow 
three hours and 12 minutes. Let's get out of here. Take it easy. Bye. Check out those potentiometers. Later. Potentiometers. <laughs> potentiometers. Take care, everyone. Thank you for having Later. me, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate Bye. you, Sarah Blow. Peace.